This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, yes, the best show's back on another Tuesday night. It's me, W.C. Fields 2016. I'm back. Oh, yes, Reddit. Oh, yes. It's me, W.C. Fields. I hate kids. I like Snapchat. Oh, yes. WC Fields 2016. No, it's me, Tom. I'm back for another Tuesday night. Boy, do we have an exciting show planned for you tonight. Tonight's topics include Who Scares You, which is the hashtag if you are one to participate in social media, use Who Scares You? We'll talk about Who Scares You. And I want to talk only for the first stretch of the show. Losers only. Mike, losers only. All right? And I'll explain. Am I a winner? In some ways, yes. Best show is the greatest thing that's ever happened in terms of comedy uh, uh, into a microphone in 30, 40 years. I don't know what. You're in rare air if you're listening to this show, my friend, because this is simply as good as it gets. Everyone else trying uh, to do this uh, is... A sham and a fraud and they're just sucking our fumes as we roll down the highway destroying everything in our path comedically yeah so I'm a winner in that regard so many other ways I'm a loser so we together I want to talk to you about what makes you identify yourself as a loser and uh, we'll talk all about that 2013 Three two three four eight four. The best show is about to begin. Got another exclusive tonight from Eric Gaffney. You know Eric Gaffney. He was in uh, Sabadeau. He's given us the exclusive from the new album. We'll play that in a couple songs, but let's get the best show started now. It is time for the fun to begin. Here goes the best show. Here it goes. It's going. Here it goes. Best show. It's going. Here it goes. Yeah, there it goes.
Well, 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 look who's back. The best show is back. Another Tuesday night extravaganza. How are you doing tonight, my friends? Right? We're all here. Gathered. Under a blood red sky. You too, man. Mike loves him. And so should you. How many U2 albums do you own, Mike? Got a few. All right. Fair enough. What's your favorite U2 song? Mysterious Ways. Don't know it. What's that now? Have Fun Baby? What is that? I don't know that song. From their album Have Fun Baby. Alright, well. You heard Mike's pick to click this week. The U2 album Have Fun Baby. With the hit song, Mysterious Ways. God bless you, Mike. God bless you. Seriously, this guy. God bless him. It's a good soul. Right? It's a good soul. Good guy, good guy. Can't get enough. Can't get enough of what he's... What he's selling, I'm buying. If Mike's selling it, I'm telling you right now, I'm buying it. I want more. You bring it in here, Mike, I'll buy it. You got me? You bring it by? Put a price on it? I'll buy some. Speaking of selling with Mike, he's selling these uh, headshots again. I got him another stack of them. So, uh, God knows what, uh, is going on with that, but, uh, you go to, uh, apmike.bandcamp.com and you can buy an autographed AP Mike photo, photo taken by Mindy Tucker, who is a great photographer and she was like shocked that pretty much at this point, She's she's known as AP Mike's photographer. She's like Mike's Mick Rock. She's like like what Mick Rock was for David Bowie. Mindy is for AP Mike. So everybody's thriving under the Mike AP Mike regime. It's a great it's a great time to be alive. So my friends. Best show back. What did we just hear? How about that? Eric Gaffney. You remember Eric Gaffney from Sebado. Fields of Gaffney. He's got a new album coming out called Land of Make Believe. And we heard What an Attitude. It's a really great album. 
I don't know if there's a, a home for this album yet. I don't know. Someone should find a home for it. Put it out. You're running a, a record label? This guy's a legend, man. Put the thing out. Gotta love it. Eric Gaffney. Some great songs. Those were the days. Lou and Eric. Eric and Lou. Jason. Man, they were taking on the world. And now you can get a little bit more of that back with Eric Gaffney's new album, Land of Make-Believe. Starting us off, Hierophants. Great album coming out on Goner Records. We heard Change. So good. Can't go wrong with Goner Records, man. Unbleepin' touchable. That's what I says. Unbleepin' touchable. So tonight, we I want to talk to you about what scares you. Who scares you? Like what scares? Well, who scares you or what scares you? Who scares you? Whether it's a specific person or an image. Or maybe a, a, a type of person. Like, I'm scared by Americans who are a little too enthusiastic about soccer. Like, just soccer. Like, they'll put down, oh, football, like American football. So dumb. But then they're like, acting like soccer's not just as dumb as any other sport. Trust me, it's dumb. It's called, it's grass hockey is what it is. That's all it is. It's grass. They're playing grass hockey out there. But, but I would like to talk to anybody who identifies as a loser because again, look, best show I decided last week, I was tired of uh, whining and crying about how the things weren't going my way with the best show. I looked myself in the mirror, and you know what I said? Bleep that bleep. I said, bleep that bleep. Because you know why? When push comes to shove, ain't no one talking into a mic who can come within a hundred miles of what we're doing here. Both in terms of the the legacy that this show has built and what we do on a week-by-week basis. You can't win with them. We'll beat you every which way. You want some puppets? I'll beat you with puppets. I'll beat you with phone calls. Beat you with scripted. Sharpling and Worcester will beat you. I'll beat you with sound collage. I'll beat you 20 different ways. I'll tell you the saddest story about my life. I'll beat you that way. Or we'll talk about uh, which uh, what, what kind of candy bar drives you nuts. I'll get you any which way. But you know what? You can't touch it. Impervious. It's the best thing you ever heard. You're lucky to be hearing it in your lifetime. So you know what? Yeah. I'm trumping it up with this thing. I don't care. I know it's true. Because these unfunny... Man, I hear some of these people with their big shot podcast and I hear them doing the thing and they're just... 
It's like a clogged toilet, man. It sounds like a clogged toilet. It's like audio toilet cloggery is what they're doing. But then this show, it's elegant. It's like Fred Astaire dancing around. So yeah. They might be they might be cleaning up in one way, but you want to know what? We're cleaning up long uh, long long haul, man. They can't do what, what what goes down here. They can't. Not on their best day. Their best day can't match uh it can't come near our worst minute. But that's not all this is. That's not it. I, I, I the rest of the time, the other the other 6 Days and 21 hours of the week. I'm back on the... Back on the scrap heap, man. Think I feel good about the rest of it? No, I don't. So I want to talk. Let's talk about when when you feel like you're a loser. What are you losing at? Are you winning at some things? Are you losing at other things? Why do you identify as a loser? We're going to talk all about it tonight. 201-332-3484. Best show. Hello? Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi, uh, Tom. Bob Crivy. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm Avalanche good. Avalanche Bob? Avalanche Bob. Uh, listen, the reason I'm calling is yes. because uh, this is Easter week. Let me guess you the reason you're about- calling. I just want to see if I can guess the reason you're calling. Might the yeah, reason you're just... calling be because bigger, 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 no, bigger, I'm, I'm very serious tonight, Tom. Oh, I okay. did a song at East Village Radio called The Day That Hate Died. You're serious now. Okay, great. I'm getting and, serious. Um, much, Go ahead. So you reason... did a song called The Day That Hate Died. Was this when you were the on work, the died. Working Stiffs show on East Village Radio? Yeah, East Village Radio. Um, J and uh, JJ. And they loved the song. Okay. And, uh, very emotional. And the reason I'm calling is because I think it's so appropriate for this week. And if you would like to hear it, I'll do it for you. If not, it's okay. No problem. Well, why, why, what makes it appropriate? Because it's Easter week? It's called, it's because it ties in so much with Easter week and it could be done anytime. It's a song that would be timeless. All right, let's hear a little bit of the day that hate Well, died. listen, I got to explain it to you first. First, it's hate talking. So you got to, so you got to understand that hate is talking first, okay? Okay, so hate is talking. Hate is talking. So this is like I'm better than you. Okay. Our skin is better than you. We will destroy you. We will. Oh, Bernie Water, I'm choking. I'm choking. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring a special bulletin. This morning at eleven o'clock, hate died. The funeral will be held for Friday at eleven o'clock, nine o'clock. Right? I, uh, nine o'clock. Hate will be held at the funeral. Okay. Um, now the day that hate died, the whole world was filled with song. Oh, cause hate had ruled in the world oh so very long. And the day that hate died, his brothers and sisters went soon. There was terror, greed, and envy. Passed away that very afternoon. Now love had been put on a cross. Love had been spit on, despised. But somehow, oh God, somehow love managed to survive. And the day that he died, 
the day the dogs of peace flew the world. Love reigned in my heart. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. Now love had been stepped on, put down. Love had been sent off to war. But somehow, oh God, somehow love man to endure. And the day that he died, the day the very angels sang above, the only one that went to hate funeral. Oh, no one, but no one went to hate funeral. The only one that went to hate funeral was love. Yeah, nobody said a prayer for hate but love. Nobody gave a damn about hate but love. Nobody, nobody, anywhere, anytime, anything but love. We love, yeah, love, yeah, love. Oh, my Tom? goodness. That is, yeah, that was very special. That was very special, Avalanche Bob. Did you like it, Tom? I did like it. Okay, that's all. I all right. Well, look, you have a, you have a great night, uh, and you too, and you have a happy Easter, right? You have a happy Easter also. Okay, thank you, Tom, and thank you for everything you've done for me, and high power, snow power! All right, good night. Avalanche Bob checking in. How about that? Fits the uh, who scares you topic. I think mine was just answered. He doesn't scare me, Avalanche Bob. He's a, he seems like a peaceful soul. You know who scares me a little bit is AP Mike. I brought in all this Coors Light tonight because he was like, last week we were out of it and then he was like drinking a non-Coors Light and was actively like, like, uh, Dudio. I guess, are you still called Dudio? Slaw dog. I, I guess he's Dudio still, right? Because he was like, Last week, Dudio, the dude who built the studio, his mom called outside of David Crosby concert, outside David Crosby's tour bus, and said, I was like, well, so when did you get, when did he get the nickname Dudio? And then she said, uh, well, you gave him that nickname. It was like, oh, that's a funny thing. I know. And then she said his real name, his nickname growing up was Slaw Dog. And then. He just put his face, he buried, he was like uh, uh, the lonesome death of Hattie Carroll. He buried his, the rag deep in his, right? Is that what it is? Bury the rag deep in your face. Bury the rag in your face. Bury your face in the rag. What's the line? Bury the rag deep in your face. For now is the time for your tears. Yeah, burying a rag. It's neither here nor there. They said uh, out there, Mike and Pat Byrne um, said he just leaned back and just covered his face with his hands like he was broken. But then Dudio, a.k.a. Slaw Dog, was telling me that Mike, we're out of Coors Light, so Mike was drinking this other beer. And then he was, like, making faces, like like, like he was drinking, like, Epicac or something to, like, 
make himself hork all over the place. But so I brought in all this Coors Light. And then he brings in his own Coors Light. And it's like, now the refrigerator we have here is like literally 80% Coors Light. Because I brought in like two cases of it. And then he brought in a bunch. So now he's got all his Coors Light. And he cracked one open. And then he just went, yeah. Afterwards. Like, man, it's not enough. I don't know, man. Can't win. Best show. Hello. Hi. Who's this? Hi. This is Elizabeth from Columbia, South Carolina. Elizabeth. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good. Elizabeth from Columbia, South Carolina. What's up in South Carolina tonight? Well, I'm feeling a little bit scared. Why? Well, so last week on Thursday night, mm-hmm. I checked my email right before I went to bed, like I generally do, and I found a series of three messages from my mom that were so scary, I couldn't even open them until Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And the subject lines on all three of these messages referenced someone named Charlie Todd, who mm-hmm. I was unfamiliar with. Um, kind of familiar with, but but mostly unfamiliar with, and they also reference improv everywhere. Yeah, that's his that's his uh, group, improv everywhere, right. where they go around pranking people, and not prank, but they're not pranks. They're just doing public improv to brighten your day. That's so, right. It's fun to get on a train and see a man without pants on. Yeah, that's, or it's that's fun inspiring. to work at a store and just be trying to get by, and then. Sixty uh, NYU students come in wearing the same color uniform as you. That's yeah, fun. There's nothing. Well, there's nothing didn't... about that that would be frustrating at all. <laughs> yeah, but then so, he tells you that your life was brightened by. Look, I don't know this guy. Yeah. May he? I, I, whatever. More well, let power me tell to you him. This. That's, what he's, oh. that's what he's doing. More power to him. Oh, go, Absolutely. All, go all day long. Do your thing, bro. Do your thing. That's what you're doing. We're doing our thing over here. Our thing Mm -hmm. is the best and is great. The best. On his on his his best day, he couldn't he's not even fit to shine our shoes over here. On our worst day. But more power to him. So when you get these emails, what did these emails say? Okay. So I agree with you, first of all. And second of all, yeah, it no turns kidding. out... No kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It turns out that Mr. Todd is from the city that I'm from and grew up with my cousin, who I kind of hate. So you kind of hate so, your cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know him well enough to hate him a lot, but, okay. you know. But um, So my mom was sending these three emails Mm-hmm. To me and, like, four other people in my family, so excited that she found out about this famous New York comedian uh-huh. who grew up with my cousin and who also is the son of um, some folks in Columbia, South Carolina, who own a small local chain of sporting goods stores <laughs> called Todd and Moore. Mm-hmm. That has one of those kind of classic um, local 
business jingles on the radio all the time. Look, I don't know. I don't know what the deal with that is. I don't know. Look, I'll say this. I don't know what the deal is. You could be trying to drag this guy through the mud. I don't know you. I, I, don't, I got it. This is you talking right now. This is not me. I, I'm not signing off on any of this stuff. That's I totally understand. All I'll sign I off just, on, all I'll sign off on uh-huh. is what, what I know is that, that that thing ain't for me, man. It's, I agree with you. But that's why it was so scary to find all of those emails in my inbox. I was like, what is this? You know, I know of improv everywhere a little bit through the best show. And then here are these three emails from my mom and this weird connections to my hometown that I had no awareness of. And I just found it all a little bit scary that it all converged at one time that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, look. So. I'll just say, look, again, I got no beef with this dude. Whatever his deal is, everybody's trying to find their way in the world. He's got his thing. It ain't my thing. My thing's great. I don't think his thing is great. His thing sucks and the best show rules. (laughs) And that's just how it goes. And not there's only one best show. So he can. Absolutely. And I bet you wear pants on the subway, too. Sure. Yes, I. I don't have any. There's no prank component uh, to this. So, yeah, I'm with you, Tom. All right. Well, look. Thank you so much. You have a grand evening. All right. All right. Best show. You're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi. Who's this? This is Molly in Youngstown. Molly in Youngstown, Youngstown, Ohio. Yes, indeed. It's a rough town, man. Right? No, it's not so bad. It's a rough town. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. It's rough. What goes on on the streets there? Um, well, last zip guns, night, a, lot of a zip vacant guns. house caught fire. Wait, what happened? A vacant house caught fire. A vacant house caught fire. Yeah. Was it, it, was it arson? Me. Probably arson, yeah. Well, I hope nobody was hurt. I don't think so. I think it was fine. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's rough there, though. In Youngstown, it is, it is. right? You got uh, what do you got? I mean, it's a lot of like uh, what? What's going on? Is it is it street fights? No, no. Uh, everyone's just really poor. Um, no industry. Poor. Every all the industry split. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lots that's of not good. Bitter retired steel workers. Sure. Running the streets. Well, look. I hope. I hope you're getting by there in Youngstown. So. Uh, we're, tonight we were talking about, what, what do you have to talk about? We're either talking about who scares you. No, I was going to talk about uh, being a loser. Yeah, that's what I, right now I want to talk to people. Now, why, why would you identify as a loser? Uh, what would make you say that about yourself? Well, aside from being from Youngstown, um, one time I got laughed out of a physics fraternity. Laughed was- out of a, a, a physics fraternity? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, I had just moved to Columbus, and I didn't have any friends there. But my friend from back home had a younger brother who went to Ohio State, and he had him invite me to a party. And it happened to be at a physics fraternity house. And I show up, and I'm the oldest person there, probably the only person who had a degree, also the only person who was old enough to buy beer, So I was kind of like a super senior, except I didn't go to that school, and I also didn't know anyone. Okay. 
and I ended up imbibing a bit too much, and I got into a heated argument with the kid about David Foster Wallace, and uh, I got really mad because he said he didn't read the end notes, which is just ridiculous. Um, this is from Infinite Jest. And all these kids are watching and laughing, and these are all like 20-year-old dudes in a physics fraternity. So I stormed out. But what is a home. physics fraternity? Just explain that to me, please. It's like an academic fraternity, but they all live together, so they're like bros who do physics. And they were laughing because you were having an intellectual discussion about something? It was actually more of a meltdown. Okay. Yeah, it was more of a meltdown. So you, you, you lost it a little bit. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it the kind of thing you wish you could take back, like one of those? Or do you just own it and move on? I owned it. I owned it. I own it now, and I, I moved on. Um, I left. I went home. I made a quesadilla. I fell asleep with the quesadilla on the pillow next to me in bed. Uh-huh. And I woke up covered in cheese. Okay. Um, but I've moved on from that, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And look, this is what I'm going to say. You're a, you're a smart woman. You're clearly passionate about things. You had a bad thing go down. You lost your, everybody loses their footing once in a while. You went off the tracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what? You argued with some, some intellectual frat dude, right? Mm-hmm. About something you actually care about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I now, took the time to read the end note. Yeah, he didn't read it. Why, was he talking like he knew Infinite Jest without mm-hmm. reading the end notes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. he didn't. And you gave all that time. He's walking around telling everybody what's what with Infinite Jest. You're like, you didn't read it. You read part of it. Yeah, he missed like 150 pages. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, it Just excuse me. What was your name again? I'm so sorry. Molly. Molly. That's what I was going to... I didn't want to say the wrong name. That's okay. Molly, then you went home. You made yourself a quesadilla. Zonked out. Woke up with quesadilla cheese smeared all over your face and your pillow. Yeah. I just chalk that up to... It's a bad night. That doesn't make you a loser. Mm. I think it makes you... makes you you're a passionate person who went off the rails a little bit. (laughs) That's fine. I'll take that. Yeah, you're not I'll a loser. It. Well, thank you for the vote. What do you think I feel about this Patty Smith story? Think I'll ever escape that thing? Probably not. I'm at my low point. You know, my life's in my life's falling apart at that point. You know, I have all personal stuff going on left and right. I go to I to go and tell her in the elevator the thing. Ask if she saw humble pie back in the day. And now I, I might as well be known as Humble Pie back in the day. <laughs> Tom. like Tom, Humble Pie back in the day, sharp, like, is what I'm known as. I get these people come up to me, they're like, Yeah, he's the Humble Pie back in the day. The Patty Smith. 
Do people really do that to you? Yes, and it's fine. They're because ex- <laughs> I think people see the common thread. My Patty Smith story is your your infinite Jess quesadilla <laughs> pillow story. We've all got a few of them. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So you told it. You owned it. You move on. That's right. That's right. You're all right, Molly. Thanks, Tom. So you have a great night. You too. Thanks. Bye. See, Mike. He's got some good people out there listening. Best show. Hi. Um. This is Chloe from Baltimore. Chloe from Baltimore. What's going on tonight, Chloe? Not much. I just want to say um, I've watched Steven Universe for a while, mm-hmm. and I listened to Hollywood Handbook. Oh. You're, you're great. Oh, thank <laughs> Both. you. That's sweet I of you think it's say. so cool that... But you hate the best show. Go ahead. You can say it now. <laughs> but I think, I think this so show cool. sucks. No. You can say it. I, I've been listening to the best show for a while, and mm-hmm. I'm so glad the topic is losers because I finally felt like it was time for me to call in. And first, I just want to say this. Sometimes we're banging our heads to to get anybody but dudes to call. Oh yeah! Suddenly, I do a thing with losers. We got a string in, a string of women calling, in all of a sudden, is that really <laughs> where we're at now? <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, this is one I can participate in. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It is interesting. It is interesting. Well, so what? What? What would make you call yourself or identify as a loser, Chloe? Well, I think today kind of demonstrated. Um, I'm a loser pretty well. I was um, in therapy and not able to, like, say something confrontational to my therapist, so I kind of walked out. I don't know if that's a thing people do. Like, I was really passive-aggressive and one of those moves where you're like, you know what to say, like, five minutes later. Sure. The wit of the staircase, as they call it. Oh, yeah. I felt that today. So that has me feeling... So yeah. you're, you're in therapy. Yeah. You didn't want to say something confrontational against your therapist? Against my therapist. I wasn't, I, I guess it's a, I, I hold him to too high of an esteem mm-hmm. and I shouldn't or like, you know, I don't know. First of all, picture your therapist at Costco. At Costco. Rolling his cart around. You know what? Their number, your phone number shows up through Facebook, so I've seen his Facebook, and he has, like, the dorkiest profile picture, actually. Um, So, yeah. First of all, your therapist is not some god. This is not some god. Yeah, I know. His profile picture is, like, him in, like, a playground on one of those, like, little animals that bounces back and forth, like... You sure yeah, this is a so therapist? Yeah, so you're right. You're, you know what? I sh- that's you're what sure. I'm going to do. I'm going to go in next week, and I'm going to... The first thing I want you to do next week is look closer at that diploma on the wall, first of all. If his, Sorry, if I it, missed, it, I look, look at the diploma on his office wall. If, yeah. if his Facebook picture is him on one of those <laughs> bouncy... Uh, what is it? A bumblebee? Or a, or a lion that he's bouncing back and forth on? I feel like it was a dinosaur. Okay. I'm not sure. So he's bouncing back and forth on a playground uh, dinosaur. A spring dinosaur. Yeah. Make sure that that diploma doesn't say, uh, it's not like some, like one of those novelty scratch-off tickets. It's just like, says you're like, which by the way, are the worst things imaginable. When there's these fake lottery tickets, you like give somebody and you're like, I got your lottery ticket. And then they scratch off and it says that they, like, win $500,000. Yeah. 
I don't think I've seen one of those. What's the worst? Can you imagine what kind of ghoul gives that to somebody? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, well, I don't want to know that. And so I'm glad you don't know about it. So look at this. Make sure it's not a novelty diploma, right? I'm going to look really hard. I'm going to inspect yeah. it. Yeah. I don't even think, honestly, I haven't. It's got, it should be hanging in the office, Oh, yeah, right? it should be. Right. You're going to say to him, where'd you go to school again? <laughs> where'd you go to school again? Right. <laughs> that even that again? would be like... <laughs> Probably huh. taking him down a notch just to be able to uh, say that. Too. Look, if he's got a picture of himself on a spring a playground spring thing, yeah, by himself, not with children. No, it, it's interesting because he does have yeah. children, okay. and they, there are pictures of them on his Facebook too. And I'll but, say this: don't be friends with your, don't be Facebook. Friends I, and I'm not friends with him, but it shows up because we're um, contacts through. He uses his. I guess his same um, cell phone. You got to straight up block it. You got to straight up block him, though. Uh, You shouldn't have any (laughs) interaction with your therapist on Facebook. All right, that that might not be a bad idea. Well, I don't think I don't know if he's seen mine. You're right, though. I I could I could probably block it. Don't want you. You don't want it. I don't don't even see the next profile picture, whatever that might be. You don't want it because what's the next one going to be? Him in a racist Halloween costume? Oh yeah, you're going to be like. Wait, oh no, my therapist is in a racist Halloween costume. So, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Okay, Tom, I'm ready. You want to tell your therapist something? You tell him. That doesn't make you a loser just because you weren't sure what the, because you walked out. Yeah, well, let me I ask know. You this. Let me ask you this. Would you walk out of a uh, Would you walk out of uh, a restaurant if the food was atrocious? Mm. Mm, probably not. Or would you walk out of a movie if it was terrible? No, I, I would, probably wouldn't do that either. What would you walk out of? What would I walk out of? Premature. A bad, like a bad, sh- like local show. Okay. You're the customer. <laughs> Yeah, is he yeah, paying yeah. you? No, you're paying him. Well, my insurance says, yeah, yeah though. Still, he's getting that. What do you think he's getting that? He's he's not he's not getting those fancy uh, playground bouncy photos for free. Money's got to come from somewhere. That's you. You're funding that. It's it's just it's interesting. It it's interesting that I I that I wasn't able to be aggressive. Like say just say what I wanted to say because i I was scared of getting angry at him don't even call that aggressive don't even call it aggressive you're mislabeling it you're calling it aggressive it's not aggressive you're speaking your mind right yeah 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 you're the one boxing yourself in with this cut yourself some slack all right that's probably just what i need i just what i need to hear is tom sharpling telling me to cut myself a little bit you're just having a hard time you're just having a hard time contextualizing how you can express yourself that's fine so you do it. You take a deep breath and you say, hey, I got to say this thing. That's right. it. You know, I walked out of here last week. Maybe not the best way to handle something, but I do just have to say this and I would like appreciate if you just listen. That's All it. Right. Doesn't make you a loser. You had a hard time figuring out how to get the words out. Thank you so much. Well, you have a good night. You too, Tom. Bye. Bye. See this, Mike? It's heartbreaking. Right? There's one more woman on this thing. I'm going to jump off a roof. Because I tell you, it's nothing but dudes. 
do a thing. Hey, let's talk about what you hate. Hi, Tom. It's me. Uh, it's me, Glenn. Uh, calling from Bloomington. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, 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 what you what you like to eat. Hey, Tom. It's uh, Steve calling from Sacramento. Hey, let's talk about losers. Hi, it's me, a woman, and another woman, another one. Best show. Oh my God! Oh no! <laughs> the third lady lives here on the line. <laughs> it's Geneva. It's Geneva, don't tell me you're going to say that this. <laughs> well, I have like a, I have a couple of things, but you and I both know I have a like loser history with this show. Uh, Colin, I don't know that. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> Loser history. I, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I used to call in and argue with a puppet on Tuesday night to this show Which when puppet? I was unemployed. Which puppet? Wally Wacky Man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine now. Everything is fine. We're, like, well, look, we're I, fine. I, we're, this is, I guess this is as good a time as any to tell you. I know you and Wally Wacky Man had a uh, contentious past. It's true. This Saturday night, uh, Wally Wacky Man passed away. <laughs> no, well, I, there's got to be a Wally Wacky Man bot then because he just tweeted at me. Well, I think he pre-programmed these tweets to go <laughs> before his death. So just so you know, this Wally Wacky well, Man... He uh, passed away. It was in R. a, a holdup. It was in a holdup, like a botched robbery. He was robbing oh, someone. God. No, he was ro- Don't worry, he was robbing someone, and then the security guard mowed him down. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I mean, actually, I mean, today is my like second day of unemployment. Um, it's not necessarily, I mean, like when I started, when I used to call into the show all the time, yeah. a long time ago, um, I was always like unemployed, um, actually had a job for like three years. Uh, but it's just like a weird situation where, uh, my job sort of ended before like another one could start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work for the government, so it's like a weird thing where I'm on government time and I have to wait. Um, <laughs> so it is like. I just thought it was funny that uh, now I'm back in the situation again, but hopefully not for long. It's not as tragic as it sounds. No, you're back. Um, what do you do? <laughs> Derek Coleman said, you remember Derek Coleman, number 44, from your New Jersey uh, Nets? Remember him? He had the greatest saying ever. Uh, and this is what you say okay. to yourself. Because he was trying to negotiate for this big contract, right? And then they mm-hmm. the Nets weren't offering the big contract. And then he said this about the money. Whoop de damn do. All right. So you just say well, I have a second interview tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Are you working on it? Are you yes. working on finding a job? Yeah. So you keep yes. doing that. And if you don't have one yet, okay. you know what you say? What do you say? Whoop de damn do? Is that what he said? You know how to say it. <laughs> say whoop de damn do. I gotta find this clip. Dudio. Hey Dudio. Can you find me if you search Derek Coleman whoop de damn do? Somebody's gotta have the audio of that somewhere. It's one of the all time greatest things. 
Look, so you're not, you have a job right now. Yeah. So you get another one. And yeah. if it takes a while, then it takes a while. Then next thing you know, the first day on the new job, the the streak's over. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's not the 50s so. anymore. It's not the 50s anymore where you got to work at one place for 45 years. I know, I know. Uh, it was just a rough couple of years, like all of my like early 30s. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it feels like I'm finally coming back from that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of feels like everybody well, is like doing amazing things. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, ask I'm yourself trying this. to keep a job. Ask yourself this, Geneva. Hmm. Say, do I have nothing or do I just not have everything? Ask That's very, that. very true. Ask yourself. <laughs> What's the uh, answer? Oh, okay, beep the phone. Ask is, me. The, ask, is, ask yourself that. Do okay. I have nothing or do I just not have everything? As the answer would be the second yeah, one. Exactly. <laughs> so you'll get it. Look, things could be worse. Imagine if you're uh, related to Wally Wacky Man, right? Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine you are like one of his kin, right? And you find out kin. that you find out that he got he was holding up a store, and then a security <laughs> guard mowed him down. Oh my! God. Imagine you find that news out. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah. I, and you know, I, just to let you know, I also kind of have something for the second part. All right, what do you got? What do you got, Geneva? Well, okay, okay, okay. So I, like, well, while I've been interviewing for this job, I have to go to the Ronald Reagan building here in Washington, D.C., and there is a store, and this kind of, like, goes back to a really, 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 really old topic, of, like, really badly named businesses mm-hmm. um, people used to call in with all the time. And I just feel like it should be reported. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just, let me just, I don't mean to interrupt you here, Geneva. I'm looking sure. at Twitter. I'm looking at Twitter right now, right? And I see this guy, no, Noah, right? N-O-W-A-H. Uh-huh. And this guy, oh, he's tweeting all about the best show, this, that. Guy writes these things for the Av Club for... Uh, mm-hmm. Onion Ave Club, right? Oh yeah, I have, I've seen that. Yeah. God forbid this guy. Re- the guy hasn't reviewed the best show since uh, God knows when, right? <laughs> you think he's getting slip checks? So he's getting these Earwolf checks dropped in his. Uh, he checks his PayPal. Nice the little thing from Earwolf every week. They take care of him. <laughs> Guess what? I got to start paying this dude to get Ave Club reviews. <laughs> but here he's Uh-oh. tweeting left and right about the best show. Then he just, uh, <laughs> but then meanwhile, does he write about it? No, no, because I'm not, well, I guess I'm not, I'm not, I'm not greasing the wheels. And look, I'm not saying he's on the take. I don't know. I don't have a proof yet. Mm-hmm. I don't have proof yet. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. <laughs> or we have a team working on it. AP Mike is currently Mission Impossible style, lowering himself over Noah's computer. <laughs> So, so uh, you I, have to go to the I, Ronald Reagan ha- uh, Museum. What are you going to? Ronald Reagan yeah. Supermarket? I was, literally, Ronald, I was glazing was Ronald, over. What? It was the Ronald Reagan Building, uh, which is this, like, massive building, right? Okay. Uh, next to it, because there's, like, a lot of touristy things right there, uh, there is a place, or there's a business called T. 
Sags in the City. Sags in the City, I guess is how you would say it. Like, Sagaway Rental. But Sags in the City. That That's clever. I yes. got to say. <laughs> Whoever figured that out, I'm a little jealous <laughs> that your business of renting Segways to people is called Segs in the City. I wish I was involved in that. Uh, yeah, I, I took a picture of it. I'll, I'll tweet it to you after. But, uh, yeah, it, it exists, and you can rent a Segway, and I'm, I'm kind of scared of Segways. They make me really nervous. So, you're so gonna, you want to rent a Segway? This is just about you renting a Segway, what you're scared of? No, no, I don't want to. Uh, I just was saying that does kind of scare me. That business <laughs> scares me. The only thing I'm scared of with a Segway is get my foot run over. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, all I can picture is somebody who doesn't know how to drive a Segway running my foot over with it. <laughs> Look, Geneva, uh, you're, doing, you're yeah. doing all right. You're doing all right. Thanks, Tom. Go I really appreciate it. it. Go easier. So you'll, you'll get a job, and, and then uh, everything will be fine. And not even everything will be fine. It'll just be a little, a little more normal. Yeah. I hope so. All right. You have a good night. Still going to hang up on people, cut them off in that way. You know what's exciting, my friends? I want to bring in a, a, a friend of mine. His name's Casper. Uh, he's he's the Casper uh, mattress. He's an actual mattress. No, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody. Casper mattresses. How about it? It's important to sleep. You spend a third of your life sleeping if you're normal. Me, not so much. I tend to not uh, get a whole lot of sleep. I uh, uh, sleep about three hours a night at best. I uh, Death is imminent in some. This does not stop. But what are you going to do? More power to all of us with that. I slept about two hours, two and a half hours last night. And then was working it from 6.30 in the morning until right now. Would a good night's sleep help me? Oh, yeah. And imagine if I just had a Casper mattress here laid out in the studio. All you'd hear is the sound of me snoring away. Uh, cutting, uh, what do they call that? Uh, sawing w uh, lumber? That's what it would be like. Because why? Because Casper mattresses are amazing. They're obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. Bringing together two comfy technologies. For better nights and brighter days, that's latex foam and memory foam. They've got just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. And Casper Mattress, right now, you, the best show listener, can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash best show and use that offer code best show. Risk-free trial and return policy. Deliver that mattress straight to you. You try it out for a hundred days, and if you're not happy, they pick it back up. You go to a store, you want to try a mattress. That you got like two minutes to do it at best, and everybody's staring at you. Casper, with Casper, you actually get to sleep on it. It's five hundred dollars for a twin size mattress, nine fifty for a king size mattress. Compare that to industry averages, and that is an outstanding price point. So go, use. That $50 off 
Go to casper.com slash best show and use that offer code best show. Terms and conditions apply. Who's good here, Mike? Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? You are speaking to Lawyer Grace. Lawyer Grace. Lawyer Grace. This is for people who don't know. Lawyer Grace, you, or if you have anybody remembers the segment we did where we were talking about what, what do we call it again, Grace? Showbiz crimes. Showbiz crimes, where we would present, say, what Jack Black did in the movie School of Rock in terms of le- a legal situ- situation, and in that case, you determined he would be in jail for life, for kidnapping- He'd be in jail for life. For kidnapping children and deceiving uh, uh, the school- misrepresenting himself as a, a, a licensed teacher. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, why on earth would you be calling during this segment, Grace? Um, mostly because I, of course, miss your voice. I, we don't, I don't feel like we talk as much as we used to. We don't. Um, it's so funny how <laughs> we don't talk anymore. Remember that song? I do remember that song. Cliff Richard never made it here to the degree he made it in England. You know why? Because we had Elvis. We didn't need him. (laughs) We didn't need his third-rate Elvis ways here. We didn't need him coming over and going, the young ones, young ones. Didn't need it. We had Elvis. We have the king. Yes. So, so say so. So you wish we talked more, which we're doing right now, which I'm glad. What? Uh, uh, t- what else? What? What makes you call tonight of all nights, Grace? Tonight of all nights. Don't tell Tom. me. Don't tell me you're going to say you're uh, you're identifying with this topic. What the the who scares you? The loser hour? Which which one? You tell me. You tell. You're the one who picked the phone up, Grace. I'm wondering what made you pick the phone up tonight of all nights. Well, firstly, if we're talking about the who scares you, I really just wanted to real quick uh, mention that Christopher Walken scares me. He scares you, and And why does he scare you? He has reptile eyes. (laughs) He's just there's something about him. He has reptile eyes. He could be a uh, could be a lizard person. Exactly. Right? Only he chose to go into acting instead of politics. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to. I got to do something with this. Uh, I've had this idea. It's uh, it would be a fun and updating of X Files. It'd be called uh, be called uh, uh, Art Bell Lizard Hunter Lizard Man Hunter, <laughs> and it's Art Bell going after the Lizard Man community, right? <laughs> There's lizard men apparently like all all over the place. And he throws so them down Mel's hole. Very... Do you know what Mel's hole is, Grace? <laughs> Do I want to know what Mel's hole is? Well, Mel's hole is a, a hole that I think just goes endlessly into the center of the earth. And in Art Bell Lizard Man Hunter, he would wrangle up these lizard people and throw them into Mel's hole. And as he drops them down, they, he plays uh, audio tapes where you can hear ghosts talking in the in the little would you talk about what scares me when art bell would play those he would play these clips of like 
like audio tapes and it would be like the pauses between them or like the quiet spots between them and suddenly you hear like a ghost voice. Oh, I did so not saying, like that. So you're saying you'd never be on one of those ghost hunter shows? No, I wouldn't. Couldn't get me within a hundred miles of a ghost. Although I could tell you this. <laughs> if I ran into a ghost, I'm pretty sure I could uh, beat up a ghost pretty good like me versus a ghost i would i put money on you beat the bleep out of the ghost man ghost would be like okay i won't haunt you anymore <laughs> okay i'll pick my chains up and get out of here right <laughs> ghost would have his chains or her chains i'd fight a female ghost because it's not even that it's it's a you're a ghost first right yeah you're you're a ghost first yeah. and foremost I'll fight a female ghost, a male ghost. You're going <laughs> to haunt my place. I'm going to get you. Right? You're not going to stand for that. Yeah. Nor should you. How about this Ghostbusters uh, that everybody's up in arms about? You know what I You know what I think of when I see that? Boy, this new Ghostbusters movie doesn't look good because you know what's not good? The first Ghostbusters or second Ghostbusters or any of the Ghostbusters cartoons or anything that's ever been called Ghostbusters ever has not been that good. So that's what I think of when I see that Ghostbusters thing. When it when the well, it's not so good. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters. It's not good. It's not that good. The first one had its charms, though. I I, I respect your opinion, but I, I have Boring. to disagree. It takes an hour and a half before a ghost shows up. They get that one ghost running around a library. And then there's like an hour and a half goes by where they're trying to get like licenses and set up a contract. Like they're buying a used car for half the movie and, and trying to get a lease signed on in a, the, the, the abandoned firehouse. Then they fight some, they fight a marshmallow at the end. That's it. Sorry. I ruined Ghostbusters exciting, for anybody. You know, dealing with New York City code to when they're updating their firehouse it's very exciting yeah not into it sorry ghostbusters <laughs> ain't got nothing against a new one because i ain't got because they all stink <laughs> it's called ghostbusters it ain't that good and you all know it when you watch that thing and you're like Ooh, it's a little boring <laughs> a little worse than i remember i'm not thrilling you're thrilling to it there's a one thing I was watching. I was like, oh, that ghost is scary. And it turned out it was just Larry King doing a scene in the movie. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, well, look at that ghost. That's a spooky ghost. And I was like, oh, it's Larry King interviewing one of the Ghostbusters. That's what oh. I want my next chapter of my life to be, where it's like I get people on the best show to where they they get me to be in like a, a movie or some TV show as like the person who has the fake person on as an interview. Right? Or I'd be like... I'd like that. Like, I'd be like, I'm here interviewing comedian uh, Lance Kilgower. Like some fake thing played by... Uh, who would play? I don't know. Who? Uh, I don't know who would play? Like, who's a co popular comedian who'd be in a movie that would play? Like, oh. Je Seth Ro Rogen. Would be yeah, let's let's do Seth Rogen. We'll so like with that. he'd be playing comedian. What name did I say? Something. I don't know. Uh, Whatever. He'd be playing yeah. the thing, and I'd interview him as his character. But they would use me 
for the to do that part of the thing. So I'm here with uh, a comedian uh, Lance uh, uh, Kilgar. I said Lance Kilgar. Here with comedian Lance Kilgar. What's up? Hey, Tom. It's exciting to be here. I'm really glad to be on the best show. <laughs> really cool <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I want for the next one where I get to do those Larry King cush jobs like that where he uh, they just pay him to be himself interview someone so so it would be Tom Sharpling as himself yes exactly so Grace What's wrong? Well, what, what, tell me. Tell me what. What? Nope. Either something scares you, or you think you're a loser. I don't like either one of these for you. No, I I, I mentioned uh, Christopher Walken scares me. That's right. And he does. He um, does. Well, I wonder. Other than that, I think it might go a little something like this. <laughs> I was what? The, the way Kevin Pollock would do it. <laughs> Not everybody see this. Uh, Christopher Walken has a thing. Meanwhile, Christopher Walken's like, "How long are you gonna do my voice, dude? You've been in more. You've done my voice on film more than I have, right?" <laughs> so, yeah. So Christopher Walken is a little spooky. I get it. He, he's spooky. I wanted to tell that to you, and then I had one more thing. I think it's because he's is... lanky. Also, that doesn't help things. He's lanky, right? He's oh lanky. Oh my god, he's lanky. His hair is weird. Uh huh. Oh, it's so much. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Grace. So what's going on law-wise? You send anybody to the chair lately? <laughs> um, it's not my job to send people to the chair. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> um, so, no, thankfully, nobody has gotten the death penalty lately. I'm very, I'm very pleased with that. But... <laughs> Oh, God, I'm sorry, just the last, I'm thinking of the last trial I had and if that person had gotten the death penalty. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, well, you know what, Grace, I want to do is let's what? do another round uh, in the next, in April, let's do another showbiz, what did we call it again, showbiz crimes? Showbiz crimes. Let's we, do we it can... again, let's do it again, let's as the kinks said, remember when the kinks said do it again? And I do remember that. I remember that he wasn't Cliff Richards, so. Who did you like who said do it again better, Mike Love or Ray Davies? Because Ray Davies said, come on, let's do it again, do it again, do it again. And Mike Love said, get man and back together and do it Ray again. Davies. Yeah, me too. Ray um, Davies. All right, Grace, thank you for calling. You're welcome. You have a grand evening. <laughs> so... Who else scares me? When I was in Philly a couple weeks ago, uh, Philly was in Atlantic City a couple weeks ago, I went into a boy's room, men's room, not boy's room, men's room. And some guy dressed in a Philadelphia Phillies shirt walks into the bathroom holding a full beer, giant beer, and then goes into like a stall with it. It's like, really? What do you do? Couldn't set that down anywhere? You're going to drink that thing after bringing it into a bathroom? I couldn't, I wouldn't drink an open drink that I brought into like some filthy Atlantic City bathroom. 
That's gross, right, Mike? People who say cheers all the time. Like, look, I have plenty of friends who say cheers. It's fine. It's nice. Breaks it up. But there's some people a little too into it. Little too into saying cheers. I like it, though. I like it. It's pleasant. I think it goes back to that soccer thing again. And again, I said this when I sent the email out to everybody. Maybe we're just scared of some British people. I don't know. But it's a little when they just they say, and I like, I look, I like it. I'm just saying I think maybe there's a cheers line somewhere. Or once in a while I say, all right, see you around, bro. Right? You remember you're in America. Say cheers. Every time you say cheers, you alternate it with the catch on the flip side, bro. Mike thinks this is very funny. <laughs> I hear him laughing out there. Catch on flip side, bruh. Cheers. Oh, I'll see you soon. Cheers, good friend. Then the next time you go. Okay, I'll see you later. Catch you on flip side, bruh. Remember, you are an American. Act like it. <laughs> Best show. Hey, Tom. Oh, it's a guy. Good heavens. Finally. What's up with you? What's up with you, guy? Oh, just uh, just hoping you can help me get a win. Get a win. So you you identify as a loser. You feel like you're a loser. Big time loser. All right. Let's tell me what would the first thing that comes to mind if that would make you identify yourself as a loser. What is it? Oh, just having a lot of trouble finding some work right now. This Av Club guy ain't talking to me anymore on uh, Twitter. I notice he's uh, capped out. The two people, the thread, the two threads that I've seen stop talking to me are the Av Club guy and uh, Wally Wacky Man. I guess the, uh, I guess the pre-programmed tweets he had to go off at ten o'clock on a on a Tuesday before he was mowed down uh, ran out, and it's sad. First of all, it's, I don't know what's sadder, that he was forced to a life of crime, right? To be robbing people. Or that a security guard mowed him down. And that he's no longer with us. So, uh, you, what's your name again, Chief? Uh, Mick. Mick. Yeah. A cool name. You got that going you. for you, right? Think of all the cool Micks that are out there, right? Mick Hucknall, for example, from Simply Red. The only one that comes, the only famous Micks that come to mind to me right now are Nick Lachey and Nick Oh, Nick, Nick. I don't think they're that cool. And I like Nicholas. Nick Thorburn from Islands. There's a cool one right there. Oh, yeah, sure. Nick Diamonds. Right there, there's a cool one, right? Definitely. Nicholas Nickleby, he's cool. So, but I never even know what that book's about because I've never read it. Sure is big. Sure, I don't. I'm. I probably would have bought it and then stared at it while I started reading the Baba Booey biography. <laughs> so your name's Nick. You got that going for you. What else? Uh, what else is going on? Oh, a lot of stuff all all at one time, basically. Like, divorce, moving, 
trying to find work. My car doesn't work right now anymore. Okay. Like yeah. just a bunch at once. I'm looking for a win. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is what it comes down to for for you, bro. Where yeah. are you calling from again? Oh, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You need a car Moving. to get around there, right? Definitely. And yeah. I'm hoping in the next few weeks to move to uh, Minneapolis. Okay. And you kind of need a car to move. Yeah. About four hours. How hard is it going to be for you to get a car? Why, why, your car is busted? Uh, bad brakes right okay. now. And I haven't had a job for the past few weeks since I moved away mm-hmm. because of the divorce. So no money to uh, pay for it right now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you literally don't have any money to pay for those brakes. I tried looking at my... Uh, see what my credit limit was at but uh-huh. wouldn't 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 stretch it there so you need to get your hands on some money huh exactly there's a guy I would have told you to talk to named wally wacky man he used to get his hands on fast money but again he was mowed down um by a security <laughs> i'm waiting until he yells at me on twitter i'm only doing this until he yells at me did he write? Did he? Oh, here's. Oh, uh oh, here we go again. So he did. So, is there anything you can sell to say to yourself, I'll sell this thing. I'll make the commitment to my future to get money for the breaks. And then when you See. sell it, when you sell it, then you get the breaks and you move to Minneapolis. Then you're on the rebound. You buy it, you buy it back. You got a guitar? You probably have a guitar laying around somewhere, right? You seem I actually like that do. I have a couple I've been thinking about selling. Oh, well, it might be time to sell those guitars, bro. Right? I think you might be right. Do you play it them? It hurts, but I think you might be right. Do you play them? Uh, not as much as I yeah, used yeah. to. Uh, I saw Ty Siegel in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago and have been playing like crazy since okay. then, though. Well, look, that'll be your motivation. You want another guitar. You sell these guitars. You get the brakes. Then now you're like, I need another guitar. And you're going to do whatever it takes to get a guitar. Outside of, of course, holding up a guitar store. <laughs> because, do you have any tips on how to do that? Because you'll get mowed down. All right. I'll. I, yeah, that won't help me. Sell the guitar. Can you can you sell them to get enough money to fix the brakes? There's guitars. There's not like there's no short. There's no shortage of guitars. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I do live in like a pretty good music city. So there's yeah, always some. You'll some get your hands trying to buy stuff. You'll get your hands on a. You can roll this one over, and then you'll get your hands on a new one. Yeah. Invest in when, your future, bro. Bet on yourself. Sell those guitars. Make the move. New chapter. You're not a loser. Thank you. You're just That's on a I you're really on a streak that. that ain't going your way, but you're going to turn it around now. I needed that a lot. <laughs> you needed that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I believe in you, Mick. Nick. Nick. Not Nick. Not Mick. Right. You you let me know when you move, bro. Okay. Call me from Minneapolis. Will do. My, I'm probably going to be moving in with my brother, who introduced me to the best show. Well, there so, you go. It's all meant be to be. It's all meant to be. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, you have a if great anybody, night. 
You as well, Tom. I'm being told Wally Wackerman is alive. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. I'm being told that the rumors are false. I regret reporting a false story. This is a news program, after all. And as a newsman, this is like my Brian Williams moment. Because, like Brian Williams, I am a comedian calling himself a newsman. He was this guy just started lying, making up stories. He just made up stories. So I'm on the back of the helicopter, and then the enemy fires coming in. And I'm like, and he didn't think anybody was going to ask about that. Brian, what, what a, and what, what's he doing now? What channel's he on now, Mike? Like, why, though? Was he that valuable that we... Oh, God, hopefully he can come all the way back and then he can read the same four things off of a thing that someone else would have read if he wasn't here. Like, he was really shaping the news, Brian Williams. This guy read anything. Right? You put a cereal box on the teleprompter, he'll read that. Best show. Hello? Hi, hi. Who's this? Hi, this is uh, Dave in Des Moines. How's it going, Tom? Dave in Des Moines. What's up tonight, Dave? Well, I um, I have, I guess, something for both topics. Um, Tell I me what scares you. Give me what scares you first. What scares me more than anything or, like, someone specific that scares me? Are you, well, first thing you were going to call me about that came to mind. What was it? Well, I was going to say I'm really uh, afraid of my my now ex boss. He's um he's kind of like the boss you see in the movies, you know, who's always flexing when he talks to you and reminds you of how much more money he makes than you. The only difference is like he's not a twerp; he's actually like twice you know twice as wide as I am. And um, I was going to call about to tell you why I'm a loser. He just fired me recently. And, uh, well, well, why, why would you have anything to do with your? This sounds like a a, 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 a false call. I was something. My 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 antennas up on this one. It's not. I swear to God. What line of work? I work. I'm in C and D at a, at a liberal arts college here in Iowa. You what? The what? I'm in C and D communication and development at a, at a liberal arts college here in here in Iowa. So you don't work, but he's, he was your former boss. Yeah. So what do you care about him? Well, he, scare, he, he scares me. Well, he used to scare me. Yeah, but you, you let go of it. Yeah, well, he used to scare you, so he doesn't scare you anymore, though. Well, my call was mostly about the loser. Thing. Okay, but this guy actually, you're just saying he was scaring you. It's not a current fear. Look, no, it's, it's not, not really. It's a, not like you're working for that uh, that shaved gorilla who runs uh, MMA, whatever that guy's name, UFC, Dana uh, White. Dana White. Dana you White, see that yeah. guy? Yeah, he eats at the, the muscle, muscle maker grill. Yeah. These guys with this MMA, UFC. Well, it's, it's revolting. They got to start. I'm telling you, they should ban. I like how these guys are like, we can't do it in New York. It's sick. They won't let us do it in New York. Yeah. No, New York's the only sane place then. 
Is it actually illegal in New York? Yeah, they can't have UFC fights here. They're going to start taking it on a boat, like in, uh, like in gangs in New York. Yeah, they should. Bring it out to the open water. Bring, probably like involve sharks. Yeah. They'll probably add sharks to the mix then. UFC <laughs> underwater fight with sharks in a ca- shark cage fights. Right? This fight. Uh, Colin, what's his name? What's the uh, one guy's name? I don't know, a single Connor fighter. O- Connor something? Uh, Connor O'Malley? What was it? Joey O'Malley, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Let's go Holly Holmes and Ronda Rousey going to fight in a shark tank. They're going to fight in an underwater shark tank. I'd watch it. Yeah, you would. You go- I almost hung up on you. Oh, I came so close. Oh, why? But I didn't. Why okay. do you call yourself a loser? Well, let's move on. Why are you calling well, yourself I, a loser, bro? The thing is, I'm not. I'm not the one necessarily calling myself a loser. My my now ex boss called me a loser when he fired me. Man, this ex boss is hanging over your head. Well, it was, you know, the loser thing is kind of on my mind. Do you still work at the same place he's at? Do you have any no, interaction no. with him anymore? No, he just fired me. Yesterday, he called okay. me into his office and he said, sit down, loser. I kid you not. He said, sit down, loser. Uh-huh. And he handed me a list of reasons why he was firing me. You know what was at the top of that list? What? I don't have legs. I've got two e-cigarettes. This, he didn't say that. You hung up, didn't you? I give the guy credit. That was a funny call. I, I, I will say this. First of all, I knew something was fake about it, and I said it early, right? I pegged that from a long way ago. Secondly, I like that. I think that's funny. I hope he calls and does that more. I love it. You're not getting on. You're not. You're not bugging me, buddy. I I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Now, Mike. Tomorrow I will be on Bennington. Did you know that? Well, you should tune in and listen. Serious XM on Raw Dog. Bennington. You know Gail Bennington comes on the show and she's awesome here. Well, I'm going to go on her show with her and uh, Ron. I'll be there tomorrow. That'll be fun. Bennington. Noon to three on Serious XM Raw Dog. And not as as opposed to Sirius XM Slaw Dog, which is Dudio's station. That's his station on the XM dial. The Slaw Dog Radio. It's uh, a little different than uh, Raw Dog. In fact, I have a little bit of audio from it here. I'm being told that uh, I have some audio of... Uh, of from Slaw Dog. Hmm, maybe I don't. Don't think I do. Eh. Must be one of those cl- self-deleting clips. They happen. They're very collectible, those clips. They delete themselves. I'll play for you another day. And this whole... Uh, you, you follow this Hulk Hogan trial? Like, Hulk Hogan now is apparently worth like $140 million... First of all, he's not going to get any of that money. They'll end up giving him like $6 million. 
which is still way too much. And look, where do Gawker, Gawker, I can't stand that. Stand Gawker. But Hulk Hogan's also a bum also. This wrestling friend of mine, Paulie Bruno, who uh, runs a record label, Unblinking Ear Records, he was uh, talking all about how Hulk Hogan squashed the wrestlers' union, that these wrestlers were trying to unite and form a union to actually be be an actual functioning entity and have some protection and some, uh, some, some unity and brotherhood not get forced into uh, uh, terrible situations, be sold out. But then Hulk Hogan, who was super popular at that point, was like, I'm not joining a thing, brother. Break the union, brother. So he didn't join the wrestling. Uh, he, he stopped it. So that guy's a rat also, Hulk Hogan. And if you hear anyone who likes wrestling talk about Hulk Hogan, like, yeah, he's like the worst wrestler in the history of wrestling. But Gawker, with this thing, the Gawker's the worst. They put a, a, a video of his uh, porno tape up or whatever it was. The Hulk Hogan porno. T- like, they put that up and then they're like, no, this is newsworthy. How's it? it no. You know it's funny that it's Hulk Hogan doing it. It's humiliating, so you humiliated him. It's wrong. But Hulk Hogan getting the... Look, $140 million, like, whatever it was. Hulk Hogan getting all that money. You know what it's like? It's like a... um. You know, the only way, you, yeah, and he's a racist too. He's, a, he's this Hulk Hogan, he's going to, I I said on, on uh, Twitter that he's going to, it's like he's going to start like a, like a, like he's like a racist bandana shop. He'll turn gawker.com into a racist online shopping for racist bandana. And look, you know, it comes down to Gawker. Go, money going from Gawker to Hulk Hogan is like a pool filled with urine and a raft goes from the deep end to the shallow end in a urine-filled swimming pool. That's what money going from Gawker to Hulk Hogan is like. Yeah, it's the shallow end. There's less urine in it. It's it's still 100% urine but there's four feet of it as opposed to eight feet of it in the deep end hulk ho like this guy hulk ho like what a creep Break the union. Betray your wrestling brothers. And he just said, like, just even that, that cornball outfit. Yeah, like, and this is a guy who's, like, telling everybody to eat their vegetables and Hulkam, you Hulkamaniacs. 
the best thing Hulk Hogan ever did was that pop. Like, if, any, if you should have sued anybody, it shouldn't have been Gawker over that thing. It should have been, he should have sued whoever put that YouTube clip of his uh, pasta store up. Hulk Hogan pasta mania. You ever see that? It's one of the all-time greatest clips. Hulk Hogan. Look at, I can just play a little audio here of Hulk Hogan. Let's see. Wait for this dumb commercial to stop. What do I got to do to get uh, commercial? Is there a commercial for YouTube? Am I just not paying something? I got to just pay the thing. Here we go. Hulk Hogan, check it out. Michael Jordan's got his restaurant in Chicago. Coach Don Shula, the Miami Dolphins, he's got a steakhouse. But WCW's own world heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan, he's got pasta mania in the Mall of America. I want to try to get a word with him if I can squeeze in there. Hulk Hogan coming up. Debut edition of Monday Nitro. You've got Big Bub in the main event. First of all, it's like kids pretending that he's mobbed. It's the easiest path for this guy this reporter to get through. If I could only get to him, Hulk Hogan standing four feet away waiting for the guy to get to him. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world? You know something, Eric Bischoff? Tonight on Monday Nitro, Pasta Mania is going to all my Hulkamaniacs running wild. And I've eaten so many Hulkaroos and Hulkus, I kind of feel sorry for <laughs> Big Bubba, brother, because tonight, brother, First time on TNT, I'm putting the WCW heavyweight title on the line and with Pasta Mania. So we got a restaurant called Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. And you just know how. Look, pasta is so healthy and just so ramps you up. You eat pasta, you're just ready to take on the world. Through my brain, who's going to beat Big Bubba tonight, Hulkamaniacs? And when I'm done dragging him around the Mall of America and all my pasta maniacs are tearing their WCW shirts off, brother, I'm going to give Big Bubba a dose of my Hulkaroos up there. So there's a thing called Hulkaroos on the menu at Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. I hope this is what happens. He wins his $140 million and gets it. And then the people, like the the customers of a class action suit of everybody who from Mall of America who ate at Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania, sue him for $140 million and $1. And then he, like, ends up, like, a dollar short of what he had before. Like, they sue him for $140 million and $1. So. I'm going to body slam him again. You know, with little Hulkamaniacs like that, Pasta Maniacs all around the Mall of America... Big Bubba, you better tighten up that waistline, brother, because the Hulkster slim and trim. Yeah, pasta. Slim and trim from eating pasta. It couldn't happen to a greater guy. 140 million bucks. He's not going to get any of it, though. Right? There's no way he gets that money, right, Mike? They just keep that in court forever. Best show. Hey, is this Tom? Yes. Tom, it's Matthew Tompkins from the Shout Network. Matthew Tompkins from the Shout. Oh my God! Wow, it's been it's been a long time since since we've talked. Probably like uh, almost a uh, like a year ago at this point. 
It sure has been. It's been a really long time, and I, I have a lot of, uh, you know, excited. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is that? Sorry about that. Excuse me? What was that? That oh. sound. <laughs> we're, we're just pulling out of Port of New Bridgia Harbor. <laughs> I'm on a celebratory cruise with the other shout execs. Really? Yeah, we're, sh- we're celebrating our, our, our upcoming spring season. It's very exciting stuff. <laughs> Let me come over here to a quieter area. Hang on. Yeah, there yeah, go. yeah. Well, that, oh. So the spring, the spring season, uh, like the shout, pro, shout Network spring season. It's very exciting, right? Yeah, I've, we've got a ton of great new programming, and mm-hmm. I cannot wait to tell you about it. Okay. I'll tell you, man, I'm really chomping on my bits right now. You're... I, I think you got the expression wrong. You're not chomping on your, your ch- ch- champ. It's like champing at the bit. The champion of what? Okay, you're not chomping on your bits. Oh, I thought that's what it was. No, that's definitely not what it is. Oof. Well, I just had five thousand uh, business cards printed up with that on it. Great. Uh, okay. Well, maybe throw them in the in the. Uh, you could throw them in the harbor. I could. That's true. Yeah. Good idea. So what what what's what's going on with the Shout Network? Well, oh man, I, I'm just so excited about this. Our most prestigious show this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about it. It's called the Ziggler Monologues. The Zig. I've heard of this. You have? Yes. Oh my God. Well, for those who don't know, it's the brainchild of one of America's most exciting and newest voices. RTZP Royden Ziegler. He's a master storyteller and Lothario from the hard scrabble streets of Philadelphia. Uh huh. Well, I actually spoke to uh, to Roy last week, I believe, and oh. he he had mentioned the Ziegler monologues. Wow. Well, I I hope he didn't tell you how many hoagies were paying him. Uh huh. Well, he didn't. Uh, he didn't say how much money he was getting for the deal. Oh, no. I wasn't using hoagies as a uh, euphemism for money. We are actually paying him in hoagies. <laughs> like not dollars? No, no, no hoagies. Uh, actual sandwiches. Okay. Yeah. That's I'll tell you, it's the weirdest deal we've ever made with anybody. And that's including when we paid Eddie Trunk in UFO t-shirts for his show, Personal Friends of Mine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And and that so he just needed different shirts of the band UFO. He did, he did, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and sometimes Jim Florentine would come over to, you know, to ha- hang out a little bit, and he'd have a uh, he'd have like a new Black Sabbath or Ozzy shirt to give to Eddie to wear, and Eddie Eddie wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, think, Jim Florentine's very uh, he's got very discriminating taste. He has. Can you just imagine what that conversation was like? Like what Jim would have said to him to try to get him to to wear the Ozzy or Black Sabbath shirt? So who is he saying it to? He's saying it to Eddie, Eddie Trunk. So Jim Florentine is saying... Yes. I'll be Eddie, okay? Okay. Hey, what do you got there, Jim? Uh, I got a, a new Ozzy shirt. Huh. Wow, it's pretty cool, you know? My UFO shirt isn't back from the, the the cleaners right now. I don't have anything to wear right now. Well, you know, I went and saw Ozzy on the uh, Black Sabbath farewell tour. Uh, they played for their album Thirteen. They played. Uh, they played four songs from that. Then they played War Pigs, and 
uh, paranoid and Sweet Leaf and Iron Man. That's, that's pretty crazy. Uh-huh. Wait, yes. yeah. That's a great imitation. Thank you. Say. You're Thank really you. good at that. I've heard people talking about it, and I want to talk to you sometime about a about a show based on that. On based on my Jim Florentine impression. Yes, yeah. Uh huh. Tom does Tom does Jim. Uh huh. I like it. Hmm. Uh, ah, I never thought that that could be a whole show, but it could be. I, th- I think it's at least an hour. Sure. Yeah. It could also be. Uh, he could also have a thing on it where a segment where he's saying um, like, I don't put uh, ketchup on on hamburgers. What am I eight years old? I like that. It's very you know. good. You know those because he's one of those guys who's always saying like, I don't do this. What am I? Uh, yes, yeah, you know. that's his thing. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So look, I'll I'll, uh, Mr. Tompkins, I'll gladly talk to you about that. Well, well, it, we'll we'll have a power to you about that. Okay, we'll do that someday. Okay. Um, okay. But I have a very important question for you right now. All right. All right. Tom. Hmm. What's a reasonable assumption to make based on 80% of the commercials on TV right now? Hmm. I don't know. It's that almost every American citizen, no matter what their age, seems to be in a rock band. And this is in commercials now. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of commercials do, they feature an inordinate amount of People in rock bands. It's true, right? Yeah, like garage bands. Yep. Yeah. 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 So we here at Shout, we're taking the guitar and running with it, as the old saying goes, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not entirely familiar with that saying. I've heard it before. Uh Huh. Yeah, Tom. I've never told you about this, but I was in a rock band in the in the mid '90s. You, wait, you were in a actually yes. you were in the band. I was in the band, yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. what was the band? We were called Put. Put. Yeah, P U T. Okay. We were kind of like uh Tar and Mule but with even less memorable songs. Wait, say that again? We were like Tar and also the band Mule, mm-hmm. but our songs were less memorable than uh-huh. theirs. Yeah. So I'm um, assuming you had like a sound. Yeah, it was like tough guy rock. Yeah. Like you like you had like the guitars. Mm-hmm. And was it well produced? Like Not really, no. Okay. But there probably was a lot of like stereo separation between yeah, like Absolutely. The, so one one channel had one guitar in it, and the mm-hmm. other one had the other one in it. Yes, yeah, yeah. It sounded tough. Uh huh. And I, I'm sure the dynamics were what it was all about. Since exactly, you yeah. said there were no songs. No, oh no. So would a song start off and just be kind of like would it, like one part for like a minute and a half? Uh huh. Yeah, and then it would get kind of quiet. Sure. And then it would get super loud. Just go off. Yeah, but it was really uh-huh. tough. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you have guitar solos? No. 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 Just kind of interlocking guitar parts? Totally, yeah. That, and am I going out on a limb here that one guy in the band, I don't know, did you play guitar? I did, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess either you were a good guitar player and the other guy was not good, or mm-hmm. 
The other guy was good, and you were not good. He was great. I was adequate on my best day. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. But you used like the dynamics to cover a lot to of stuff. To cover it, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. 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 So th- that's why it's so exciting for me to be the point man for perhaps our most exciting programming since our Thursday pod blog day night. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was yeah, all, it yeah. was all pod and 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 blog programming, sitcoms, dramas, all built around that kind of stuff. Sure, I do remember. Yes, this is even better, Tom. Uh, yeah, get ready for shout rocks. Shout rocks. Yes. What What is shout rocks all about? Shout rocks. Twenty five new shows, all rock centric. Huh. Wow. Can that's uh? Well, I mean, can you tell me about uh some of them? I sure can, Todd. Tom. Oh, Tom, sorry. Yeah. Look, I think everybody can agree that HBO's vinyl is the most realistic representation of what the music business is is really like, right? Hmm. Well. Well, I mean, I from from Robert Plant being the man who called the business shots for Led Zeppelin to an English kid who doesn't know who Slade is, kick-starting the New York punk scene, mm-hmm. vinyl nails it on all fronts, right? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But we here at Shout, we're going to give HBO a run for its money. Okay. With The Matador. The, what is The Matador? It's the story of the most cutthroat, sick, debauched, eye-for-an-eye music scene in the history of music. Uh-huh. 90s indie rock. Wait, the most debauched? Oh, yeah. Huh. I never thought of that as debauched. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's what this show is going to shed a a light on, shine a light on. Uh Uh-huh. See, it's the story of Jerry, a hip yet bespectacled record collector, who along with his hard-partying partner Craig, takes bullfighter records from the back alleys of the punk rock ghetto to center stage at the Grammys. Mm, okay. Sounds good, right? Uh-huh, I'm listening. Uh, there's so much craziness in this series yeah. that you're going to need a new pair of flip-flops after each episode. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, a new pair. A new pair, a new pair yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, what else, what else happens on an episode of... Uh, on uh, an episode of The Matador. Okay, well, there's this one scene where Jerry, mm-hmm. he has Sean, who's the singer and songwriter for Bullfighter's biggest band, Cement. Mm-hmm. He has Sean up against the wall with a samurai sword at his throat. Mm-hmm. He's like got him up against the wall and he's telling Sean, Cement needs to build on the huge success of their debut album, Uneven and Hypnotized. And he he needs to make their next album, Zaggy Snow, Zaggy Snow, even more accessible. But Sean, mm-hmm. he wants to keep things lo-fi and effed. Okay. All right. What what happens after that? So Jerry has these glowing eyes. He's so like he's so just you know in the moment and furious and just crazy. The eyes of a madman. Mm-hmm. He grips the sword tighter and tighter, and he says, "Look, you piece of that." Adolescent Appreciation Society F'd me with that all-instrumental EP, The Queen. 
but you will never F me. I will F you if you don't give me damn hits. Wow. That's he, pulls a, he pulls a sword when there's a little trickle of blood. Runs from the guy from Cement's throat? Yeah. Wow, that's intense. That's right. But that's as much of a spoiler as you're going to get, okay? Okay. But I, w- I will say, the next scene, Yeah. you won't believe the amount of blood that, that, that pours out. Okay. It, it makes the Carrie prom scene look like the, where are they, donut scene and hardly working? Uh-huh. Yeah. In terms of, well, I don't think there's blood in that uh, at all in that scene. Check out the big brain on Tom. Oh, okay. That's, you know that's from, right? That's from, uh... Oh, come on. Hell? I'm so... Here's another, here, here's another line from that same scene. Mm-hmm. Yo, Flock of Seagulls. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, that, uh... So you're quoting Pulp Fiction now. I am, yeah. You know, there was almost a, a Pulp Fiction series on Shout. Okay. What, yeah, we, what? Couldn't, we, we couldn't get it rolling. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get Mike Score from Flock of Seagulls to sign off on letting us use that line, and the whole the whole thing kind of hinged on that. So you couldn't uh, – I'm a, so you had full cooperation with Quentin Tarantino but couldn't get Mike yep. Score to sign off on it. Yeah, yeah. His brother Allie was into it, but he wasn't. Uh-huh. The drummer from Flock of Seagulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look – I, that's part of you got to have the whole thing locked down, I guess. You do. You got to lock it down. Yeah. So you didn't have it locked down. Didn't lock it down. Not no, we do thing. have locked down, though. What's that? Vinny's Place. Vi- what is Vinny's Place? Vinny's Place is a feel-good sitcom set in 1984 about a tough but lovable punk rocker on New York's Lower East Side. See, Vinny's a little older than the other punks in the scene, and he, you know, he keeps them in line with love, humor, and sometimes with a baseball bat to the pant pebbles, if you know what I mean. Uh, okay, I think I do, sure. Yeah. Well, the first episode, it, it's super touching, Tom. Mm. All right, what one happened? Sunday afternoon before a matinee at CBGB's, okay. Vinny, Roger, Rabies, and uh, John Joseph are having pasta at Vinny's apartment. Okay. When who should come bolting through the door but their tough-as-nails friend, Harley. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so Harley's all excited because he just stole Thurston Moore's transistor radio. Why, why, would he, why would he do that? Because Harley feels that Thurston and some of the other downtown art rockers have co-opted the New York hardcore scene. Okay. So Vinny tells Harley that, yeah, even though he and Thurston are mortal enemies... It ain't cool to steal. And he makes Harley return the transistor radio to Thurston. Okay. But at that afternoon show, All right. during calls for alarm set, Harley jumps up on stage to beat up Bruce Wingate from Adrenaline OD. Why, why is he beating up uh, Bruce Wingate? Because Bruce is wearing a Kiss shirt, and he's also got a, like a funny headband that's made from a necktie. Uh-huh. And Harley sees that as a sign of disrespect to New York hardcore. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, just as Harley's about to smash Bruce with a giant crescent wrench, mm-hmm. Thurston's radio falls out of Harley's jacket pocket, and it hits the floor, mm-hmm. and, and the entire club goes silent for a couple beats. And then you hear everyone go, 
Wow, that's got a real uh, kind of like what's happening vibe, but definitely I think even more of like a different strokes kind of feel when like Arnold or Willis would do something wrong. Totally, yeah. It, it, it's a totally Strokesian moment. Mm-hmm. It is more Strokesian. Isn't it? Ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, things eventually work out at the end of the episode. Uh, see, Thurston happens to be at CB's. He's dropping off a test pressing of uh, Bad Moon Rising for Hilly to check out. Mm-hmm. And Vinny makes Harley hand the radio over to Thurston and apologize to him, and, and the two shake hands. Oh, okay. Well, that's a nice ending. Yeah, right? And then everyone goes to the Peppermint Lounge to beat up kids at a 3 o'clock show. The band 3 o'clock. Yes, yeah. Like the kind of like new Paisley underground. Like Absolutely, yeah. Not, not a whole lot of big guys in no, 3 o'clock. No, no. no the 3 o'clock, they're fans. Yeah. Guess what their average height is? What? 4'8". Huh. I yeah, I've done my research. You do yours. Uh-huh. Okay. I was mm-hmm. not challenging your research, uh, Matthew. Okay. All right. Hey, we have a great new rockin' time travel series. Rockin' time... What is a? What is your rockin' time travel series called? Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile. No. No, not, not V-I-L-E. V-I-A-L. Kurt... Oh, Kurt's Vile. Yes, yeah. What is that? Well, it's about a middle-aged surgeon named Kurt who finds a vial filled with a magical tincture. And he finds it on this abandoned Viking burial ground that was hit by black lightning. Mm-hmm. Each episode sees Kurt involved with a, a patient who's just on the verge of death. And through the power of the magic tincture, Kurt is able to transport the dying person back in time to witness a historic rock concert. Oh, huh. that's that's an interesting twist. Uh, I thought you were going to say that he would use it to like heal them. <laughs> no, come on. Would you rather be healed of flagrant face leprosy or go back in time to watch Sid Vicious clock some redneck in the head with his pee base at Randy's Rodeo in 1978? Which would I rather, if I yes. was the sick person? Yes. Well, I'd probably go for being healed of the flagrant face leprosy, but... That well, you are me. in the flagrant minority. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. well, I guess everybody's got a different uh, relationship to life. But if you want, I guess on the way wait, out, if you... Wait, is, is that a John Cusack film? What is what was the title again? I, I, I think it came out in the late eighties. It's called "Everyone Has a Has a Different Relationship to Life." Um, I think I think I might I might have said, "Well, I guess everyone has a different relationship to life." That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. I get. Is that a Is that one of his movies? I think it was a. I think it was the last one that John and Joan did together. Uh huh. Well, I, I so. guess everyone has a different relationship to life. Yes. I didn't yeah. see it. I can almost picture the poster right now. I'm sure I'll be able to picture it soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully somebody can track that down. Might turn up, yeah. yeah. Hey, Tom. Yeah? You like the dark comedy Louie, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. 
Well, then you're going to lose your mind when you see King Carey. What is King Carey? It's a, a new late-night comedy starring Slayer's Carey King as a divorced father of four who tries to make ends meet as a garage, I'm sorry, a garbage man mm-hmm. <laughs> by day and a thrash metal guitarist by night. It's super funny, but I'll tell you right now, it's super dark. Okay. All right. So, Kerry King from, that's like the bald guy with all the tattoos? Yes, yeah. In Slayer? Uh Uh-huh. So, I guess I'm kind of a little, I guess I'm not sure. He can act? Oh, go fart on a phone book. Of course he can act. Uh Uh-huh. And he also writes all the episodes. Wait, he writes the episodes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows this, but Carrie King ghost wrote a ton of that classic Mr. Show stuff. The He did? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, he didn't want to get sucked into that whole creepy weirdo wood scene. Mm. So he, he didn't actually take a credit on any of that stuff. But, but you know, off the top of my head, um, uh, he, wrote, he wrote that uh, What's Up, Satan's ASS. Mm-hmm. Sketch. He wrote uh, Lascivious Fandango, uh, Monsters of Megaphone, the story of the story of Everest. Uh, of course, Wicked Scepter. Uh, to name just a couple. Wow, those are yeah. those are heavy duty sketches, the big ones. Yeah, yeah. I did not know he wrote them. He did. Yeah, that's wild. It is wild. Yeah. yeah. Hey, t- hey, Tom. Yeah. You know, sometimes a pre-existing uh, title of a show is. is too good not to, um, well, borrow and make your own. Okay. And I'd be lying if sometimes we at Shout don't do just that. Okay. You've no doubt seen the Discovery Channel show Missed at Garage, right? That's the show where um, people take these, like, old cars, like these weird old cars, mm-hmm. and then they... they get them, like, up and running and on the road. That's correct, yeah. It's a fine show, but wait until you see Misfits Garage. Not Misfit Garage. No, Misfits Garage. Uh-huh. What is Misfits Garage? Well, it's pretty much the same concept of, of Misfit Garage, but in this one, Jerry Only and Doyle Von Frankenstein are the ones fixing the cars. From... From the Misfits. Exactly, the rock group, yeah. Yeah. And they also make make prank phone calls. <laughs> okay. Um, well, prank phone calls, that's so weird. I was going to ask you, the first thing I was going to ask you, do they know anything about cars? One of them does. Okay. Yeah, Jerry does. Uh-huh. And then uh, Doyle doesn't have a, a whole lot of automotive knowledge? No, but he's so out of his mind on steroids at this point mm-hmm. that he just smashes, like, engines and things. It's pretty exciting to watch. Uh-huh. But then yeah. you said prank phone calls. Yes. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. That seems very weird that those two guys, of of all the people out there, would be doing prank mm-hmm. phone calls. Mm-hmm. And are, yeah. are, the, are the calls uh, funny? No, not at all. Imagine, if you will, the unfunniest Kamal call, and multiply that by, like, I don't know, 6,000. Kamal, from Jerky Boys. Exactly, yeah. 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 
Oh, there were some rough ones. Right? So you're saying picture the worst one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's some pretty thin soup. Yeah, it's sub Kissel fair. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Kissel uh ran circles around He did. Some of uh Kamal's characters. That's right. Hey. Yeah. Ska four sixty nine. What is that? Are you ready? Oh, I'm I'm ready. This show is an updating of the very successful 1980 BBC television film, Dammers 11, in which various members of the specials, the Body Snatchers, English Beat, Madness, and Bad Manners join forces to rob the biggest Tesco in Coventry. Okay. But in this show, members of the best third-wave U.S. ska bands like Bim Scala Bim, Mustard Plug... Pie Tasters, Mephiscopheles, Scaba the Hut. They all band together to solve all kinds of pork pie hat and saxophone related crimes. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, man, Scaba the Hut's pick it up guy. Yeah. He is so good that we're spinning him off onto a show of his own. Really? Yes. What what on earth could that the guy from Scaba the Hut that the pick, pick it, it up, up guy? Yeah, the guy, the hype man, the pick it up guy. What is what could that show be? What is that called? It's called Rudy the Foodie. Rudy. And it's exactly what you think it is. Uh-huh. Rudy the Foodie. Yes. What do you Wait. think it is? What do I think it is? Yes. I I'm picturing this guy mm-hmm. touring fancy restaurants all around mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm picturing, and I might be off target with this. I mean, okay. God knows I've been wrong before, but uh, no. Oh, um, oh! I thought I thought I was talking to Fonzie for a second. Uh huh. Only you actually said the word wrong. Yeah, I said because Fonzie would go roo, roo. I was roo. Yeah, roo, yeah. I I I'm picturing this guy going to different restaurants, right? Sampling the food mm-hmm. with. Uh, like a a ska band, yeah, with him, and then also, I guess keep picturing in my head. There's no way this is possible. The Rudy Bosch from Survivor is also on this. Yes, this is eerie. How do you know that? I do, I just pictured it in my head. I can't believe that's what the show is. Yeah, he's like his ska coach to really just encourage him to pick it up. Yes, yeah. That's wild that I yeah. nailed it. Good job. You, Thanks. You, you have a future in uh, in TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. We are beyond thrilled here at the Shout Network to have acquired what we think is bound to become one of the most important young person's TV shows of all time. Hmm. Okay. The, this thing is like Freaks and Geeks meets The Room, but with music. Freaks and Geeks meets The Room. Yeah. But with music. Yeah, yeah. What That actually sounds interesting, like really interesting. It sounds great, right? Yes. That's fun. What, what's the name of that show? It's called The New Bridge Wall. Oh, it's based on this hilarious bad cassette that's been making the rounds for like the last eight months. Yeah. See, 
back in the mid-80s, these two idiot kids thought it would be really cool to do their own version of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's the weirdest, funniest, dumbest, worst thing you've ever heard. Uh-huh. It's so bad. I mean, I've I've heard of it, sure, but... Um, oh, you have? Okay. The dum- the dum- is it really the dumbest? Oh, it's terrible. It's so stupid. Everyone, everyone thinks it's so dumb. But it doesn't like, feel like, like, um, I don't know, like hard, like it's got kids trying. Like you're not laughing at them. You're laughing oh, yeah, with yeah, them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids trying to be terrible. Yeah, I would okay. agree with you. So you're, I was saying, I was gonna say you're not laughing at them. You're laughing with them. It sounds like you're saying that you're laughing at them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's very exciting about this is that Kevin Smith is executive producing it. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and uh, Cameron Boyce from the movie Mirrors, he's he's playing young Darren, mm-hmm. and we have this revolving group of trained apes to play the other kid, I think his name is um, Tom. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. well that's, so the one is played by a human. Mm-hmm, a good-looking human, yeah. Yeah, and the Pretty other one good. is played by a series of apes. Trained apes, yeah. Tra- okay. Can I ask? And this is a this might be an odd question. Are they at least good looking apes? No. Oh no. 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 They're not even good, like. So they're like ugly by ape standards. They are. Yeah, we got them from the Newbridge Ugly Zoo. <laughs> we sure did. I have not been there since I was a kid. Yeah. Very upsetting place. It's a very upsetting place. Yeah. Yes. It even says that under the under the sign like it says the new bridge ugly zoo and uh-huh. underneath it a very upsetting i place. had a shirt as a kid that said a very upsetting i did not know maybe it's just in the back of my mind this whole time right i remember a shirt that said a very upsetting place i did not know it was the new bridge ugly zoo that That's that it was for okay yep. wow oh, these childhood memories are hard to kick aren't they sure yeah yeah they sure are matthew yeah hey mm-hmm. You know, we have a bunch of great non-locking uh, shows, too. Okay. Like like what? Well, we have a very exciting new drama called New York's Bravest. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's very like, cool. It's like firefighters? Yes, yeah. And uh, Donald Trump stars in this. And I'll tell you, man, he's he's got wait, some, the, some great... Who, wait, who stars in it? Donald Trump. <laughs> like the... The GOP, like the presumptive GOP candidate for president yeah. Yeah. of the United States yeah. is starring in a TV drama for the Shout Network. Yeah. Okay. He's actually, he's a great actor. I don't know if you saw him on SNL a few months ago. Yeah, I, I did see that. I don't know if I would qualify him as a... A, a really good actor. Well, he was hilarious. He's a great comedian, but in this thing, it's like, it's solid drama chops. Huh. I never would have guessed in a million years he had solid drama chops. Oh, yeah. Well, anywho, Trump plays a veteran fire chief with a heart of gold named Ron Rip Ronaldson. And the show's action-packed, and Trump does all of his own stunts. Breaking down doors with axes, beating out flames with his bare hands, you name it. And there's this one really exciting episode where Rip climbs up this collapsing fire escape outside of a building mm-hmm. and he rescues this rabid Doberman pincher and he carries the thing down the fire escape and the thing is pinching his, his face. 
and he's not he's not even caring at this point. He's, it's just hanging off his face mm-hmm. as the fire escape is collapsing. And this is Donald Trump. It is, yeah. So there's a dog biting his face mm-hmm. as he rescues a Doberman Pinscher. Yeah. Okay. Very surprising. It is, yeah. Hey, we also got this great new reality show called House Flippers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like a, a show, another show where people like buy a house and then they like fix it up and then sell it for a profit. No, this is where the strongest men and the strongest women in the world see who can flip a house. Flip? What do you mean? So they're so you got these like muscle people trying to sell houses? No, they're trying to flip the house. You don't mean like literally flip a house? I sure as shampoo do. That they're physically trying to okay, but there's no way nobody could actually succeed in doing that. Well, you have to watch the show, you silly Billy. But I will say that we did have a very exciting and very disturbing groin pull in episode three. Mm. Oh, no. You know, I actually soft-sold that. It was more of a death. A a death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh, Tom Waits, his groin exploded. Wait. The singer Tom Waits... Oh, no, 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 no. Tom Waits, the Olympic champ, well, <laughs> the former uh, Olympic champion weightlifter. His last name is actually Waits, but it's spelled W-E-I-G-H-T-S. Tom Waits. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. That was his actual birth name. Waits. Thomas Waits. Mm-hmm. Talk about being born with a, a specific purpose, right? You know, just like, uh, I don't know, like Blackie Lawless or uh, Johnny Football. Well, it does. I, <laughs> I don't think that Blackie Lawless or Johnny Football are their actual given uh, names, either of them. Sure they are, aren't they? Oh, uh, I, I don't think so. What about, I don't know, uh, Slash? That's his real name. It's not his real name. Sure, I, I've seen a, a scan of the birth certificate. <laughs> you did? Yeah, his real, well, his real name is Slash L. Slash. That's okay. I don't think that's true. I think it is. Slash L slash. Yes. Well, that's news to me. And um, Richard Hell, that's his real name. Uh-huh. It's actually Richard Hellington. Okay. Yeah. Very, very uh, posh. It is, yeah. 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 Well, that's that. I, I guess we agree to disagree on that then. Absolutely. Hey, you know that program, Cops? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, get ready for robbers. <laughs> what is robbers? Well, it's just like cops, but reversed. Everything is seen from the offender's point of view. And everything is even filmed by the offenders. It's filmed by the criminals. Huh. Wow, that... Is a really that's a, I'd I'd love to see that. That's a really interesting spin on uh, on the original formula. Yeah, everybody here at Shout would like to see it too. Uh huh. What, what what do you mean by that? Well, nobody turned in their footage. Those damn animals made off with like two hundred grand in cameras and sound equipment. 
So you equipped crews that were comprised of... Known felons. Yeah. Murderers. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't film the show after you gave them a couple hundred thousand dollars in equipment? Yeah. And in my defense, Mm -hmm. this was only partly my idea. So. Well... I guess I guess it's share the blame then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hey Tom. Yeah. I don't know if you made it to South by Southwest this year. Did you? Probably not. No, I, I did not make it down to South by Southwest. Well, then you missed the unveiling of the newest and most exciting development in Shout history. Really? Yes. What What is that? The Shout Router. The Shout. What is the Shout Router? It's a very exciting new product developed mm-hmm. by Kern Communications in conjunction with Shout Entertainment. Okay. The Shout Router is the next wave in cutting-edge television viewing. Okay. How, how, is, how so? Well, you know, we've gone from the old days when a family would crowd around a flat-screen television to watching your favorite Shout Network programs on your phone, right? Sure, yeah. But all of that, Tom? Yeah. That's yesterday's news. Because the Shout Router completely changes the game as of now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so what what exactly is the Shout Router? It is, quite simply, television projected directly into your face. Into your face? Yes. Okay. I, I, can you tell me more about it? Here's how it works. You just wrap the Shout Projection Foil around your eyes, right? You put the Shout Iode Concentrator Helmet on your head. You tune the dials on the helmets very conveniently located auxiliary side panel. Uh You pull the starter cord, and you start watching your favorite Shout television shows within your own mind. Within your own? I I don't know how that sounds. That does not sound possible. Well, look, they said the same thing about being able to print your own T-shirts on your home printer, but that's happening now. And, I mean, people are even printing their own caskets. Uh-huh. Well, that is true. Right? Yeah. I'll tell you, man, you're going to lose your mind seeing how shows like Celebrity Light Bulb Hunt, The Reggae Kid, and Mad Men and Man in Shout Vision. Look, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a process that projects nine dimensions of entertainment directly into your cerebral cortex. Wow. That's that's all. Directly into your cerebral cortex. Right in there, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and sporting events, mm-hmm. they're more exciting than ever. You're going to feel every tackle, slam dunk, haunch slap, and wedgie like you're actually in the nonagon with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. wow. And if that wasn't exciting enough, mm-hmm. Shout is proud to announce that this August, the Shout Iode Concentrator Helmets... They're going to run on diesel fuel. Okay. That same great programming with 5% less fumes. <laughs> okay. F- only 5% less fumes. That still That's sounds right. like a fair amount of fumes. Well, I mean, it's there's fumes in everything nowadays, right? Well, I don't know if that's true. I have never heard of there being fumes in everyday stuff. I mean, oh, sure certain, there are. certain things give off fumes, but... To just assume that you're getting one off of a, a helmet that you're wearing? Well, I don't know. To it seems watch a TV show? stuff going on. Mm-hmm.
don't know. Wait, oh no! What, what's going on? Oh, oh my God! I think the shout router must be interfering with the ship's electrical system. Oh no! It's opened up all the windows. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! Oh no! Oh my God! Oh my God! It's terrifying. Oh no! We're taking on water. Matthew, can you get to one of the the lifeboats, maybe? No! We got so drunk last night that we dumped all the lifeboats over the side of the ship! Well, I guess, is, is there any chance of contacting, like, the Coast Guard? I don't think so! The shot router is jamming all the communication devices! Oh, man, that's it! The big sleep, Tom! Oh, you know, I have a confession to make. Yeah, what What is your confession, Matthew? Well, I was on a camping trip when I was 13, and I ate two of my fellow scouts. <laughs> you ate? You ate them? I did. I don't know why. Oh, Tom, yeah. I want to go out with a clear conscience. Okay, that makes sense. I understand that. Well, I've also been embezzling millions from the Shout Network for the last eight years. Oh my! Wow, Matthew, that's that's bad. Very bad. I know. I I know. Oh wait. Oh my goodness. The flooding stopped. God, thank God. I'm gonna live. That's great. That's great news, Matthew. Oh my God, that was so frightening. I can only imagine. Hey, uh, that stuff I said about the cannibalism and the, and the embezzlement, that's, that's between the two of us, right? Uh-huh. Well, it's not. You said it over the air, Matthew. What? Yeah. You said it over the air on the show. Oh, no. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I it, you know that the... Wait, what is that? again what is the flooding uh-huh oh yeah okay. oh here it comes yeah matthew can i ask is there any chance that you're you're deliberately trying to sink the ship you bet your sweet stinker i am i'm not going back to guantanamo again for a third time you gotta be kidding me That is, that was weird. And the weirdest thing, maybe, is that that in the probably like 10 or so years I've known Matthew Tompkins, he never once mentioned that he had been imprisoned at Guantanamo Bay twice, apparently, that he wasn't going back a third time. That, that was bonkers. You know what else is bonkers? This new record from Islands coming out in May. Here's the joke.
Best show's back. Another half hour to go. We just heard from Islands from the new album, which comes out in May. The Joke. The name of that album is Taste. And the name of the other album, two albums come out, Use Your Illusion Style, Should I Remain Here at Sea, and Taste come out in May. They're both great. Love it. Love it. Go to islandsareforever.com for more information. You can pre-order that and uh, get in on the running with all... Get in on the running. What am I doing? The WFM Marathon still? Get on the running. Not giving them away. You buy them. Phone number 201-332-3484. We will do the half hour of power tonight. The best show, post show, 30 minutes of rapid fire calls. Cannot wait. Talk to the crew. AP Mike. Law Dog, Pat Byrne, I call Pat Byrne Pom Poms, right? Is that a good nickname? Because you're just here, you don't, <laughs> can I mention this? Yeah. Some guy writes, hey, get this, some clown has the nerve to write Pat, and he says, hey, I just want to know, what do you do on the show? You're there for moral support? It's like, just because you don't know what he does, you have to zing him? Guy's working hard out there, man. Guy's working hard. Gonna. What am I gonna. That's, that's really what you write someone? That's really what you write someone? You should be ashamed of yourself. <clears throat> there would be no show if it wasn't for guys like Pat. No, not even guys like Pat for Pat! Not guys like Pat. For Pad and Dudio. You might know Dudio. He it's it's Slaw Dog's old nickname, Dudio. When he was a kid, they called him Slaw. When he was a kid, they called him Dudio. AP Mike, who wanted me to remind you that he's selling his headshots on Bandcamp. APMike.bandcamp.com. You go there, he'll sign a headshot. It's a great deal. 
go get your go get your headshot signed uh ap mike special signature from ap mike how about that wouldn't that be wouldn't that and and you see these pictures aren't these pictures the greatest thing when you look at social media and you see you see pictures of AP Mike like on a mantle. You see them on a Christmas tree in an office. This guy is cleaning up on these headshots. He's officially made more money on this show than I've ever made with these headshots he sells. Are you still getting orders? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course he is. No. Middle of the night. You ever get anybody write you and say, I, I rescind my order? No. no. Zero. I get that. Go to Stereolabs.com. I get somebody. They take an order back. Now, Mike. Mike's selling these headshots. Cleaning up. What's the weirdest thing they somebody asked you to write on one? Congratulations on being a father. More power. Look, if you just had a kid and you got a turn to AP Mike, you're not sure whether you're excited about it yet. You got to get AP Mike to to validate it. You might be you might have to cough that kid up, man. You might not be ready. No, Mike's go buy a hedge. Support Mike. He's been, how he's been on the show 10 years. 10 10 years. Me me and Mike have been together for 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 as long as the Beatles were together. Think about that. Look, me and Worcester have been together f- for a long time. But then Mike is still, that's getting up there too. You know what I noticed, Mike? I watch uh, The Tonight Show. Well, the Johnny Carson. It's called Johnny Carson. They can't call it The Tonight Show. On this channel, they run the old Johnny Carson episodes and... You're definitely cut from the cloth of Ed McMahon in terms of just the... Ed McMahon knew when he could wind Johnny up. And he could do it like no one else. And you can do that to me. Mike can say, what was the name of that U2 album you love so much? Have Fun Baby. Have Fun Baby. I looked, that's not even a U2 album title. He was going to have me order it. Have fun, baby. It's only one of you, Mike. It's only one of you. Best show. It is Tom Flaherty. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so it was ladies' night at the beginning of the soda. I'm like, how lucky am I to be calling all the ladies? And then some dudes called it. Well, I just should also say, uh, this, this reminds me, we're still taking calls from losers. We're, 
That's still on the table. If you're a loser, you should call up. 201-332-3484. What's going on, Larry the Perv? Yeah, perceived losers. Thank you. Well, well what's on your mind, Chief? Because you're, for people who don't know, yeah. there have been people who've called the show over the years. There's a, uh, whether it be uh, an officer, Tom, that sometimes they come in and then they fade out and they take a break and they come back again or they never come back. God, so many uh, have done that over the years. Spike, who's now apparently, God knows where he is. He's not interested in this anymore. Um, Whatever. I don't care. I guess he's interested. Yeah, good riddance. Right, Tom? What's that? Good riddance there, right, Tom? Well, no, not good riddance. I would take a call from him in a heartbeat. Um, My apologies. Well, this guy, Larry the Perv. He's been calling the best show for how many years, Larry? We're looking at like uh, 10, 11 ish mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. You're not Mike, are you? This isn't Mike doing a voice, is it? I'm not Michael Day. Okay, we want... have uh, previously met. All right. Well, I want you to count f- from 10 to to 1. And now, Mike, I want you to count from 1 to 10 when I say go. Go. Ten day, nine day. Okay, I heard both eight. of you. I just wanted to hear two different voices, so I know Seven. it's. I know Six. there's not. Okay, you can stop. We were going to meet at five day. So you, Larry the Perv, you're known for being a what? A sex offender? What is your deal again? Uh, no, let's uh, please correct that there. With uh, adult entertainment and adult features. Adult all features. Legality, all legality. Yeah. All legal. All legal. All legal. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was a uh, passion of mine, and it was just a uh, career pursuit, but I uh, never really materialized. I dabbled in some comedy writing there as well. Mm-hmm. I tried to uh, fuse the passions together there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You gave it a shot. But, yeah. as you would On say, the- you gave your best, right? But yeah. I guess your best wasn't good enough. Well, it's not the end of the world. Time will tell. Yeah. Fine. So what's up? Well, what's going on, uh, Larry? Yeah, so this uh, topic spoke to me, and the fact is I will address right now as far as my absence for so many, uh, you know, uh, periods of stretches of time. Uh, as it happens to be, I actually, as you know, I was divorced at one point. I uh, recently uh, had remarried as well, and uh, the woman I was with at the time, uh, I felt that she was the proper person for me, and then uh, it turns out... Uh, she was not, and so once we got into the legalities of it all, I was no longer allowed to uh, publicly make any mentions of it, so I figured it was best to uh, move away from the limelight there. The limelight. You had to move away from the limelight. Couldn't stand that hot spotlight, huh? Well, you know, it was different. It was a different lifestyle we had when we were married. She was a you little bit on the You had to have the white, hot spotlight you had to be a pervert last night, or didn't ya? Right? Yeah. I like that. That's a nice remix. Thanks, buddy. So, you got divorced. Yeah, again. Mm-hmm. Now you're single again? Yeah. So, single and was uh, ready to mingle there. Yeah, single and ready to take upskirt yeah. photos. Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, with consent. 
with okay look you you well 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 what's on your mind uh larry I just want to let everybody know, Dave, and though you go through some hard times and you, you lose a sip so there, you know, you, the topic is lose a sip. Mm-hmm. You, you just got to keep uh, the eyes on the silver lines. Very inspiring. Very. Yeah, keep your eye on the silver line. Would you ever consider writing a book of, of positive thinking or motivational uh, thinking? Absolutely. Affirmations by Larry, the perf. Give us one. Give us one thing. Let's see. As far as uh, what kind of subject would you like, health and wellness or, uh, you know, mental health? First thing that comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind. Uh, A strong sexual relationship Mm -hmm. is built on trust. There you go. Great to hear from you. Don't be a stranger. Larry the Perv. Best show, you're on the air. Whoa! Tom? Yes. Oh, hi, Tom. This is this is Cat from Raleigh. Cat from Raleigh. Cat. C A T. Cat. Yes, I met you after the Durham show. Oh, I remember. How are you doing? Well, I had to wait for like over an hour and a half, but I'm really oh, excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to wait. What? What? Uh, what? What? How are you feeling? How's How's your health? Oh, well, my health is pretty good. I mean, like, things are coming along, and, like, I'm just trying to stay in there, fight in spirit, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Good. That's all, that's, that's all you can do. Stay yeah. tough. Right? Yeah, stay yeah. Stay strong. You're, you're, you're going through, we're not going to go into it here unless you want to, but you're, you're dealing with some stuff, and... You're trying to take care of some health stuff that's that's uh, not easy, and then uh, you, you you're it's a it's a challenge, and you're up for the challenge. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm absolutely. You know, I've been thinking about you since since we talked. Oh, so. that's really touching. Yes, hang in there. Mm-hmm. So, what on earth would make you call tonight? What what are you what are you scared of? What scares you? Well, the one thing that scares me, well, the, well, I was thinking that people would be blowing up your line talking about politics, but then I'll be cliche. So instead, I thought something that scared me ever since it sort of evolved ever since I was a little kid, I was scared of men with big beards. And now there are like there's a whole subculture of men who base their personality on having a big beard. Yeah, it's now called men. No, but I mean, like, it's not just that. They, like, they make Instagram accounts about it, and they put shampoo in their beards, and they get really fussy about it, and they grow it out as long as possible. Yeah. One time I saw a guy eating ramen out of his beard. That was Ugh. the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I'd barf. That makes me nauseous. That doesn't make me scared. It makes me nauseous. These grimy beards. Remember I did that thing, earn your beard? Did you ever hear that, cat? I no, did, but I, I know that I know that Cherry T won't allow you to grow one, and I think she's doing the Lord's uh, work. I look, I wouldn't anyway. What am I going to walk around the big bushy beard? The only way I would grow a beard is if I was out in the woods by myself. I suppose you could use like a piece of flint to shave. No, but I would just—that's the only circumstances I would let a beard grow—is if nobody was seeing it. I got to be clean shaven. I don't have the face for a beard. I don't. 
Look at Mike with his big mustache and his facial hair. He thinks he's so cool, right? Mm-hmm. His giant mustache and his scraggly beard. Always showing off to everybody. He said he never he said he hasn't shaved in years, this guy. Oh, jeez. Right? He's so proud of it. <laughs> He's always talking about his beard. Sick of it. That's what I said about people who make a personality out of it. Yeah. Well, Mike might be one of those people with his giant mangy beard. <laughs> right? So, I keep thinking but, there must be a whole lot of like very scared small children out there because of the beard trend. Because I was yeah. terrified of them. Mike as a doesn't small have a. Child. I want. I want to just say this. Mike doesn't have a beard. Mike doesn't. Mike. I know shaved. he doesn't. I know what he looks like. Yeah, he's handsome. But I. But I was scared of men he is with handsome, beards when though, I was a right? kid. He is handsome. He's a nice looking guy. I think he's a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Right. When you yeah. see that headshot, the thing I'm worried about with this headshot. Is that I'm going to see some like? I'm scared that like a like if this Wally Wacky Man, for example, who's alive, thank thank God, he's alive. The false report that he was mowed down by a security guard. I just hope I don't see some sort of crime situation where this like Wally Wacky Man, for example, takes Mike's picture, like he buys it. Cuts it out, ties a string to the back of it, and then masquerades as Mike while he's robbing, while he's doing one of his stick-up jobs. Hmm. Wouldn't that be upsetting? Well, I think they'd see through it. He's much too short. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. So this is what I would say, Kat. Yes, these beards are scary and they're disgusting. Just don't look at them. Just don't look. Look away. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Look away. Should I have like blinders like a horse? No, you just look away. You just go, no, 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 and then look away. (laughs) It's like when they weren't supposed to look at the Ark. Remember when they opened the Ark in Raiders (laughs) of the Lost Ark? I will never forget like the melting faces. Yeah, your face is going to melt if you look at the beard. (laughs) Well, I did this segment. I did this thing called Earn Your Beard. Where I had, because I feel like a beard shouldn't be a thing that some youngster just grows because their face is finally sprouting hair. Doesn't mean they have to grow one. You got to earn it. You need to have a little bit of life experiences before you can sport that beard. So That's next, a good rule. So next week, Kat, mm-hmm. we're playing Earn Your Beard. And I'm telling these guys this: if they don't, if they run by who they are, how old they are, what they've done, if I determine that you didn't earn your beard, you gotta shave it off. You gotta shave I it love, off. I love it. If you're gonna play earn your beard, if I rule that that beard's gotta go, it's gotta go. Next week. I just keep thinking there must be a lot of scared children out there. Because when I was little, my beard phobia extended to Santa Claus. Like you were scared of Santa Claus. But like as a subset of beard. Mm -hmm. 
as a like, wait, okay. You were scared of Santa Claus as a subset of beard, like like you didn't want anything from him. No, I mean like one time a guy showed up as dressed as Santa. I think he was like the electric meat, like the like some kind of electric meter reader at my door, and I was scared. And my dad has a picture of me looking just petrified, standing there, standing next to the meter reader guy in Santa suit. Yeah. You need to just avoid beards, Kat. Avoid okay. them. Just you see one, you just go, no, 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 and you look away. <laughs> All right. I got to take the rest of these calls. I only have 12 minutes okay. left on the show. Thank so, you. You Thank take you. care of yourself. You stay strong. I'm thinking oh, about yeah. you. Okay? Yeah. I'll check in from time to time. Without a doubt. Please do. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Okay. I appreciate it. You take care. Bye. Bye. Best show. How's it going, Tom? It's going all right. To whom am I speaking? My name is Fred. I'm from Honolulu. Ah. Now, this reminds me of the topic tonight is uh, losers. Uh, <laughs> say, tonight we're talking about losers. And uh, no. Fred from Honolulu. This is a guy for new listeners. He grew up in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. He ran a, a a a place. It was called Sex Wax Bitch and Surf Shop, <laughs> right? Wasn't that the name of your your surf shop? Yo, Mike came at me with that like while screening me. <laughs> His place was called Sex Wax Bitch and Surf Shop. Okay, Fred's. There right? it is. And he sold. Uh huh. He sold those Weird Al shirts, <laughs> which in Hawaii, they're just called Weird Al shirts. Yeah. Everywhere else, they're called Hawaiian shirts. In Hawaii, mm-hmm. they just call them Weird Al shirts. Weird Al shirts, yes. Yeah. And then, once, he had, once he had banked a few uh, milli, right? Once he, he got his, his wallet was fat. Uh-huh. He decided to come to the mainland where he thought yeah, I got he he, uh, he said these suckers in New York City. I'm going to come here. I'm going to own New York by the time I'm done. But where does this clown move? It would be like if you moved to California and you rented an apartment in Disney World, <laughs> Disneyland. That's what you did. It'd be like if you're like, I'm moving to Los Angeles, and you rent a thing at Knott's Berry Farm. Like, you rent, <laughs> you rent like, a tent at Knott's Berry Farm, and you say you live in California. You live, you lived in Little Italy mm-hmm. on the street where dudes would shovel Zeppelis into their mouth and then hork all over the place during the yes. San Gennaro Festival. Uh-huh. That's where you lived. Celebrating Italian culture, and then you move. That's America. It's a, 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 a Italian American culture. Don't I apologize. Yeah, it's don't forget. That's I, don't, I didn't mean to stereotype. Plenty of American in that, bro. You go to Italy, you're not seeing that happening. My own, I, I apologize. Right? Like that's seriously, that's not happening in Italy. They don't have Zeppeli stands. In the middle of, uh, in the, <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of the street in Rome, they don't have 
Sausage what if, trucks. What if, like, Vatican City was like that? Was yeah. just, like, a San Gennaro every day? No. That's American. <laughs> I can even say, um, not even Italian-American. I'm making that American subset Italian. That's America in action right there. Right, Mike? Mike gets it. So he moves to Little Italy. Now he lives in Bed Bedsty. Yes, sir. So now he's cool. Because now he realized he was a little over his head when he tried to take the people in Little Italy for a ride. Way I think he fought it as hard. So he just said, "And eh, this is a little trickier than I thought. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna rip these hipsters off left and right." <laughs> So he moved to Bed Stuy. Uh, working my way to Slumlord. So what do you what what's going on, Fred? <laughs> I was like, I have to break some bad news to you. Um, they legalized MMA tonight. It happened today. So Wait, it's coming. Where? Like in New York. Oh. It is legal. <laughs> oh, great. So New York, one of the few holdouts. Mm-hmm. Twenty years. In MMA fighting, UFC. Yeah. It's going to be regulated. Which now Madison Square Garden will have UFC fights. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. James Dolan is chomping at the yeah. bit for that. Are you a UFC fan? You yeah. love it, don't you? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to lie to you. Who's your hero? <laughs> I don't know. Sergeant Slaughter? Huh? Which UFC I mean... fighter do you like best? I like the Anderson Silva and I like the BJ Penn. BJ uh-huh. Penn's from what about the CM Punk? CM Punk, yeah. <laughs> What's more love, boring? What's more boring? Uh-huh. Listening to somebody say, "Well, somebody saying this is a first subject line." I don't mm-hmm. have a TV, and now I'm going to talk about it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's A. B. Mm-hmm. I participate in a fantasy sports league. <laughs> And now I'm going to talk about that for five minutes. <laughs> C, I have any sort of dietary thing. Everybody always sells out like vegans for these things. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, they sure. Sell, That's not fair. But you want know to comes down to? I don't want to hear about anyone talk about any food thing too much. Or they'll talk about, they'll, they'll talk about steak or bacon. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any of it. Because those mm-hmm. people are just as boring as any. You know what I mean? No, oh, yeah, Absolutely. That's C. D, I like pro wrestling. (laughs) And now I'm going to talk about it for five minutes. Which of those is the most boring? Uh, There's a combination. There's definitely, um, I think, there's fantasy pro wrestling. Have you heard of this? Like guys pretending to pro. How is that possible? It's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Greg Gethard. Greg Gethard secretly carried, carried on. In a in a in one of these uh, fantasy pro wrestling things Secret. where they like write out the whole storylines and mm-hmm. argue about who would win. And what was the name like, of his team? Ask me who my brother is. Because <laughs> this guy Greg Gethard, he's Chris Gethard's older brother, and he, he lives off his brother's rep. He just like <laughs> he's like and look, not that he doesn't have a life. He has a full life of himself. He's got a great. He's got a great yeah. wife. He's got a great career. Awesome What's that? Awesome dog. Great yeah, dog. Great dog. Okay. But 
Man, oh man, he dines out on his brother's rep. That's seven days a week. What's it going to take for you, Tom, to like, if we get to the celebrity ultimate fighting phase that this is eventually going to get to, like, who would be, who would, like, who would be your fantasy? Like, who would be like, okay, I would definitely now co-sign on this. On, on UFC? Mm Mm-hmm. If there was like a celebrity MMA fight. I'd, I guess I'd want to see uh, Joe Rogan and Kevin Smith go at it, <laughs> right? So like an open weight match. Oh no, he lost all that weight. My bad. I just want to see Joe Rogan and Kevin Smith uh, in the in the octagon. Is it an octagon? Yes. What a dumb sport. I'm sorry. <laughs> Any sport where the reason the fights are 20 seconds long is because it's not a sport. It's dudes it's dudes and ladies just pulverizing each other in any way possible. So that's how come people get knocked unconscious in 15 seconds. Cuz there's no artistry to anything they're doing. They're trying oh, I don't to, know about that. They're trying to knock each that. other unconscious. <laughs> yeah. It's like demo, it'd be like saying demolition derby is uh it would be saying that that's artistry. <laughs> No, it's fun. That's you might love watching. You might have a great, uh, great time watching it. I'm I mean, saying I that. Like a, I haven't been to a monster truck rally or a demolition derby. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really scared that like I'd become like a carny. Like I'm sure, like if I'm exposed to that kind of stuff, I'd be like, okay, this is, this is it. This is what I want to take the kid. So Fred, yeah, no, you're you're. You're very susceptible, and it worries me a little bit. <laughs> you, young man, mm-hmm. are you working on the Chris Gethard show? Yeah, yeah. Season two? Yes, sir. How's it going over there? Give me the inside skinny. What's up? It's the inside skin? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, you're going to, um, one of your... Don't, so, give, anything gonna don't be... give anything away. You're oh, a blabbermouth. Yeah. You'll actually give something away. <laughs> You actually will, because you, you'll. Uh, I told you when Sleeper you'll stab, King you'll stab came, any, you like you'll that? stab anyone in the back. You'll stab anyone. You <laughs> stabbed. Wow. You stab, Chris is your boss in the, on the thing, and next thing you, you're throwing him into traffic. You're trying. You're trying to get him like you're writing fake. Whatever you were. Do- what were you doing? You were writing fake uh, job resumes or something. <laughs> what were you doing? What, what do you mean? For the for the show. No, you're giving him such a hard time. What? This is your boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have been kissing his feet every day. (laughs) And yet you're just giving him a hard time. Then you tell me you work on another show, you give that guy a hard time. (laughs) Who was that again you were giving a hard time to? What do you mean, man? I don't know what you're talking about right now. Were you working as a PA on a thing and then you're just like... Oh, Colin Quinn. Oh, Colin, that's right. Colin Quinn. (laughs) You work on this show Colin Quinn has, and what was uh-huh. your title on that show? I was just a PA. I was just straight up a PA. PA. And yeah. look, PAs, uh, you know, you're, you're, yeah. it's, it's the lifeblood of a show. The show's not going to happen without PAs. Oh, yeah. But I'll say Non-union this. Non-union workforce, baby. <laughs> but you're there working on the thing. Uh-huh. And Colin Quinn is the star of the thing. Mm-hmm. And all you did was give him grief, right? It's a sickness, Tom. It's like, 
It's like, let's see if, how far can I take But why don't you do it with me? What's up? Why don't you? you don't do it with me? You're 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 nice. No, to me. absolutely not. Unless I don't Why realize do you're doing you? it. Unless you're so uh-huh. good at it, I don't realize you're doing. <laughs> and everyone's laughing. No, 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 no. No, every time I call you, man, it's like the I've been more like I don't know. Explain. It. I've 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 never been more scared than be, waiting, like on the phone mm-hmm. until you say it's like it's like the closest to being like in a helicopter in Nam. Or like right before Normandy, like yeah, you're just sitting. By all means, let's just... equate it to something like <laughs> Vietnam or Normandy, because that's what calling a radio show. It's just like that. No, Vietnam. dude. Like I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's it's probably worse, job. right? It's probably worse than Vietnam. Where do those <laughs> Vietnam vets get off saying that their tour of duty was as scary as calling a uh, a radio show? I've had some gnarly jobs, man. It's like I've I've had some gnarly jobs both sides of the law that I've I've, I've mm-hmm. was less scared of than like waiting in line to talk to Tom Sharp. And it's like Fred. mind blowing to me. Like dudes can, like call in and talk about changing their legs into like an e cigarette or whatever. Fred. Like you just wanna hunt that dude down. Like Why? I don't know, man. Fred. Fred. You're all right, buddy. You're in. You're in. <laughs> You're in, buddy. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to do something no. bad to you. <laughs> like, what, what do you think? What, what, like, what do you think at this point is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I respect and admire you too much. What, what do you, I don't like... even know what you think at this point. I know you well. What yeah. do you think I'm going to do to you? I don't know. I really don't know. Just like, even what's a possibility of what I could do? I'm curious. Huh? I'm curious what do you what even in your wildest possibility you think I could do if a call did not go well. <laughs> still getting pumped out is getting golfed is still frightening. What? Oh, here we go. <laughs> he caught it at the last second. <laughs> he he saw it coming. That was gonna hang up on him. And he knew it. That was maybe the best one yet because it was like going <laughs> he screamed at the last second, knowing that the 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 guillotine was gonna fall. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Marcel from Orlando. Marcel from Orlando. What's going on in Orlando tonight? Uh, not a whole lot. It's just. Uh, you know, it's Florida, and not a whole lot to do here besides Disney. Go to an Orlando Magic game, party down with that mascot, right? That's a fun yeah. mascot. Oh, yeah, and especially being, uh, I'm not an Orlando Magic fan, but, you know, I'm glad I'm not because, you know, they're not doing too well. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> One third of the teams don't make the playoffs, bro. <laughs> So what's uh, what's going on tonight, Chief? Well, I got something for the topic. Um, things that scare me. You know what, what really scares me are police sketch drawings. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, especially if you like like the DB Cooper sketch drawing. That that creeps the hell out of me. I can't look at it. There's something about the face and the eyes. I got to look at that one now. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer one is bad too. Those are two bad ones. 
The DB Cooper one, which one with the with the shades on? No, without the shades. It's like sort of colorized, and it's just him just sort of staring blankly ahead. Yeah, it looks like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, he looks like an creepy, alien. Right? He looks a little bit like an alien. Right, exactly. Got an alien vibe. All right. And, and what's the other one? Uh, the Zodiac Killer, and it should be like the first one that comes up if you Google it, like the one with him with the hood on and the sunglasses. The one with the symbol? Not the one holding a gun. The one holding a gun, uh, there, I mean, there's a bunch of those. But was... Oh, the one holding the gun's the creepiest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> oh, the one in the middle of the dude with the with the glasses, with the hood on. The one with the hood, oh, and there's I also the one that's like more like a regular sketch drawing, which is like, looks like a normal this? guy with the glass. Why'd you make me look at this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Why'd you make me look? Now I'm, sp- spook- I'm spooked out. <laughs> why'd you make me look at this? Why, uh, why, why'd you do this to me? I'm sorry, Tom. Why? Why'd you do it? Why? Especially so late, too. Yeah. How could you do it to your old friend? Oh, no. 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 Why'd you do it to me? You gonna be okay? Do you hear Hurdy Gurdy Man playing? No. No, I don't hear that. No, you don't? No. When I'm imagining this? (laughs) No! Let this guy make me look at Zodiac Killer sketches. It's midnight. That's what I'm looking at. These other calls going to be a part of the half hour power? Am I doing them now, Mike? Yes, boss. Anybody else? Only these final two, Mike. Everybody else is half hour power. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Matt. Matt, where are you calling from? I'm near Chicago, just north of, in the suburbs. Okay. Or as we call that, Chicago. Exactly. Right? How far out can you live and still call it Chicago? Like 35 miles, yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm from Chicago. Where are you? They say, you know, you're an hour and a half away. <laughs> in traffic, yeah. Yeah. It's like people from uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, saying they live in Philly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in Lake Bluff, Illinois. Okay. So what's up So today, it's bro? like the suburbs, right? What do you got for me, Chief? Well, I wanted to tell you about a Royal Trucks show that I went to in about 2001. It was probably like the Accelerator Tour. Okay. And I've been thinking about this for a long time mm-hmm. because you talked about your Patty Smith story. And this is like a really embarrassing story yeah, let's hear uh, that I have to tell about going to a Royal Trucks show. Okay. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. I think this is a bad call. I can pick up on this. You sound fake. <laughs> you sound fake. A little fake. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the worst. Something's fake about you, though. Sounds like you're a schemer. Go ahead. No, well, well, eh, maybe. Go ahead. So uh, I go to a Royal Truck show at the Empty Bottle. In Chicago, 
around like the accelerator era. Yeah. Or maybe like uh, veterans of okay, disorder. Okay, yeah, all right, look, okay, go, go ahead. I'm not making the, it's not vinyl, I'm not making a movie on it. Just give me okay. the, give me the story. So I'm like really, really plastered at the show. Okay. And it's unfortunate. Like this was a life-changing event for me mm-hmm. because like I was a mess when I went to this show. I went there with my friend Tom and we're in the front. We're right there at the front of the stage. And I am there, like, heckling the band, yelling at Jennifer Harema, give me your cigarette. Jennifer, give me your cigarette. She's smoking some cool, some but you're menthol a fan. cigarette. you're a fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're it. so drunk that you're yelling at your heroes. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. It was really, really awful. Yeah, you're a, you're a, d- a dope. So Yeah, absolutely. So... I am yelling at Jennifer. She finally gives me, she like holds her cigarette out Mm -hmm, as if to give it to me. I stick my hand out Mm -hmm. and she burns me with the cigarette on the, Mm -hmm. on the, not, it's like the back of my hand between my Mm -hmm. index finger and my thumb with the cigarette. I still have the burn. I'm looking at it right now. Mm -hmm. Good. She burned the hell out of me. You'll never forget. When you look at that thing, you realize not to be stupid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You do, right? She gave you the biggest gift you ever got. I know, I know. And the greatest the thing dope was woman. I hear Neil Haggerty from the stage say, there's one in every crowd. Yeah, there you go. And I was like, I am leaving. Yeah. I have got to leave yeah. because I just made a huge ass of myself. Yeah. Pardon me. Well, you want to know what's even going to be more embarrassing about this, bro? What's your name again? Matt. Matt, you want to know what's even more embarrassing about this, Matt? Yes. Neil Haggerty listens to the show now. He's hearing uh-huh. this. He's yeah. hearing this. I hope he does because so he I feel bad dunce. about it. I'm sorry. So he's hearing this dunce one more time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you blew it, bro. I did. Jennifer I totally gave you. Jennifer it. from Royal Trucks gave you the best gift she could ever give. She gave you a <laughs> dummy tattoo. I right? think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. More power well, to you. Dummy. Best show. He's not that dumb. Go ahead. Best show. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi. Who's this? This is Danya. Danya. Where are you calling from, Danya? In Oakland. Oakland. Home of? Um, MC Hammer. That's right. And? And, uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know someone what you the, want me to say. Someone in the first, other than MC Hammer, who famous is from Oakland? You can do like it. Like in that genre of music? Doesn't matter. Whatever comes to mind. Who is it? Um, oh, God. Um, isn't, um, Anyone. what's his name, Drake? 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 I don't know. No, Drake. I don't know famous people's Drake is stories. so Canadian. Drake is so Canadian. You might as well... Oh. Have a Tim Horton on his forehead, like a must well have a double maple maple glaze stuck to his forehead, <laughs> right? That guy's as Canadian as they come. Uh, I hope I'm not calling too late. Don't I, worry, you're fine, Danya. You're fine. What made you call the show? Did you have something you're scared of? Yeah, who's scared? Um, who scares you, Don? Who scares you? People who still attend the Burning Man Festival, ah, they scare me. Like, still? Like, they still go, even though it's, like, 
I don't know, like a thousand dollars to get in or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, why? And who are you? And stay away from me, all of you. So they scare you. All right, I get it. I get it. It's scary. <laughs> but what? Uh, now, really did you? Did, you didn't call about anything else. Did you? You're not calling because you feel like a loser, are you? <laughs> no. Oh I, my god! I didn't know that was part of the protocol. No, I, no, I it was another. T- it was another thing we were talking about. But you know what? You oh, didn't. I I'm not going to make you suddenly. I just didn't know if you did. <laughs> I'm happy you only called about something that scares you. But you got also don't, don't be so. Like don't, look, if people are having much. a good time at Burning Man, that's their. That's their. It's hard to have a good time sometimes. So so let them have a good time. Yeah, I suppose they can. They're allowed. Yeah, you like. To, what do you like to do for a good time? What's a fun thing you I, like, I like to, to do? Give, I'd like to give them all dummy tattoos, though. All right, come on. What do give I me, like to do? What, what's, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I like to play music, okay. and um, I like soccer. Mm-hmm. Well, what I if like... they said soccer was stupid? What if some Burning Man person <laughs> said soccer was stupid? You'd, you'd be, you would not be happy with that, right? Um, I mean, I don't really care. Yeah, that's fair. Let them yeah. think what they want. You know what? That's that's probably the right attitude. You're right. All right, Thanks. Danya. I got I got to go because the show is going. The show went over All over. Right. Uh, uh, the, we're over long tonight, so I'm going to say good night. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for calling. Have a great night. All right, my friends. The best show is now over. I want to remind you all that yes. You can get AP Mike headshots by going to apmike.bandcamp.com. Order the headshots. He'll sign. He'll sign and send it to you. I want to remind you that uh, I will be on Bennington tomorrow on Sirius XM Raw Dog Radio, noon to three. Any other uh, anything else you guys want to say? Slow Dog and no plugs. Pat, prove it all night this Saturday night in my, at uh, WFMU rehearsal sp- performance space. Go to WFMU.org for more information. Pat Burns live show on WFMU and the best show is over and I'm going to say goodnight to you and we will be back next week and thank you for listening and... Listen to, uh, let's, uh, we'll play something on the way out here. When should we play? I'll pop that off there. I'll take that there. I'm going to take this here. I'm going to put that there. And we're going to play a record by Brown Spiders. Really good single. Let's listen to a song called It's Something to Do. They are from South Africa. It was recorded in 2013. Brown Spiders on the Hozak record label. Be back next week. Bye.